<clears throat> good afternoon. Um, good afternoon to people who will be listening to this audio when you get a chance. Um, I wanted to talk this afternoon a little bit about the new CBA and why do I feel the way I feel as far as the current Knicks is concerned and also as far as understanding um, team building. So for me, let's just get this out the way first. We know we have a new CBA, right? And this new CBA was put in place, um, I believe, last year. It goes into effect next season. And it's a lot of implications on it. So here, here it goes. Here's what I've read. So here's the good news. The basic structure of governing the salary cap is not changing. Players and owners will still split the league's basketball-related income essentially 50-50, which each side capable of bringing in up to 51%, depending on how much teams spend in any given season. The salary cap itself will still be based on a projection of the following season's revenue usually amounts to around 43% of the total basketball-related income divided across 30 teams. So for, a team, so, for example, a team like Denver and the owner of Denver literally made so much money that he recuperated all his losses within the last two years because both teams he's owned – in Denver has both won championships within the last two years. And also the Denver Nuggets are under the, the the cap apron line, which is beautiful because their bench, I believe, altogether right now makes about makes under $25 million. If you don't believe me, you can go check right now. So Denver literally made all their money back. So Denver could literally go this offseason, re-sign Bruce Brown for about $15 million, re-sign somebody else. And they wouldn't have to care about going over the first tax apron or the second tax apron because they're winning consistently. They're in the playoffs, and they have sustainability to the point where these next few years, they could easily capitalize on Jokic and these guys and their draft picks, something that I want the Knicks to do. So... With that said, let's continue. The NBA uses a soft cap as opposed to the NFL's hard cap, meaning teams are allowed to exceed the cap under a variety of special circumstances. This season's salary cap is roughly a hundred is roughly one twenty two point seven million, but there are teams spending as much as one hundred ninety one million in pre tax salary. This the luxury tax line has a higher figure usually amounting to around 53% of total basketball related income um total basketball related income divided across 30 teams the teams that spend above the line have to pay a tax to the league and non-tax paying teams for the privilege this last re- relevant figure here is the apron a figure that is typically around 6 million above the tax line and serves as a trigger-able hard cap under certain conditions. Any team that acquires a player through a sign-and-trade or uses either the non-tax player mid-level exception or biannual exception in free agency is not allowed to cross the line for any reason during the current league year. Sounds simple enough, right? So 
the little wrinkle in the new collective collective bargaining agreement, there will be a second apron. This figure will come in at around $17.5 million above the tax line, and it will trigger a host of restrictions that we will cover in subsequent sections. The basic idea of the restrictions will make it harder for teams like Los Angeles Clippers and Golden State Warriors to spend significantly more money on talent than their competitors. But we should note that these restrictions will only make it harder for teams to acquire new expensive players. None of these changes will make it harder to retain players that a team has drafted and developed. See, when we're talking about drafting and developing and we're talking about wanting to build a team and we're talking about wanting to build a roster and we're talking about wanting to build a sustainable winner, these are the things that you want to hear. These are the things that you would like to read. Uh, reading about uh, none of these changes will make it harder to retain players that a team has drafted and developed. All the Knicks got to do is start developing the guys, regardless if you think the guy is trash, regardless if you think the guy is not the player he needs to be, regardless if I call Quentin the Lakina, um, Quentin Grimes, Quentin the Lakina, it does not matter. He's still a young player that we have control of. Quickly is still a young player we have control of. RJ Barrett is still a young player that we control of, right? And the new CBA makes you want to build through the draft in order for you to retain your assets and your money. And it's also a good money play for owners because if I'm an owner, me personally, I would not want my team to spend an access amount of money unless we're winning championships. And even if we're not winning championships, sustainability matters. If we're not winning championships, I would least like long playoff runs. So with that said, I got to repeat it again. None of these changes to the new CBA will make it harder to retain players that a team has drafted and developed. And only in a few rare cases will it become more difficult for teams to retain free agents they've signed from other teams. The, the NBA wants teams to be able to keep their players. It doesn't want the rich to get richer. A la free agency does not fucking matter. That, 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 that's what that basically means. It matters some, but it does not matter all that much anymore, right? When you're looking at free agency, you're looking at players to come and, and, and supplement what you already made, right? You want, you cooked the pancakes already. You're just looking for some butter and some syrup. You don't need to try to add more pancakes and more French toast. Now you're being greedy. Now you're being greedy. Fortunately, for those rich teams, the figures governing how much they will actually pay in luxury taxes are rising slightly. In the past, the NBA used a fixed tax bracket set $5 million apart. If a team spent anywhere between $1 and $5 million above the tax line, they will owe additional $1.5 in luxury taxes for each dollar spent. So between five million and ten million, that figure rose to around a dollar seventy-five. The tax grows more punitive the deeper a team goes, but it continues in those same five million dollar increments forever. That's changing slightly with the new CBA. Now the size of those brackets will increase every year by the same amount that the salary cap does. If the cap goes up by five percent, the brackets will as well. This will effectively make it harder for teams to reach the highest, most punitive 
tax brackets and in the process will lower their tax payments on a relative base basis. When it comes to cal calculating the salary cap, the players did win one major concession from ownership, the league licensing revenue, which is projected to come in and come in at around 160 next 160 million next season will now count as basketball basketball related income allowing players to share in that revenue based on 160 million dollar projection the new source of player revenue will boost the salary cap by 2 million once it's instituted so i love this um i love everything that the nba has done as far as trying to make parity I love what Adam Silver's doing in trying to make parity, right? Me growing up, I watched the Lakers and Spurs and certain Western Conference teams dominate the NBA. I'm actually glad it's a lot of parity in the NBA right now. And last but not least, however, this is perhaps the most the most single important point we will cover with uh, the most single point point, right? The cap growth will not be limitless. In 2016, a new television contract between the league and national media partners, Disney and Turner. Mind you, right, in 2016, that's when a lot of stupid-ass contracts were signed, right? Remember those contracts. Like, I think Hassan Whiteside and a couple of other guys was re-signed that season, right? So national media partners and Disney and Turner led to an influx of revenue that increased the salary cap 32%. This spike gave the Golden State Warriors the cap space they needed to sign Kevin Durant, right? But just as critically, it created an extremely uneven distribution of wealth within the league. Players who was lucky enough or present enough to become free agents in 2016 got enormous contracts because almost every team had space to spend. However, players who became 2018 saw the barren market because the cap didn't spike again and teams were straddled with the horrendous 2016 contracts. From what I recall, I believe the Knicks um, signed Joaquin Noah that season. <laughs> now, just just getting into the apron, right? And after I get, get into the apron, I got to get into the Zach Levine and this Bradley Bill bullshit that the Knicks fans keep spewing on my fucking timeline, which is very annoying to me, right? So free agency. Remember the second apron, you know, that we was talking about? Two places, two significant free agent restrictions on teams that come in, in above that line. Teams above the second apron cannot use the tax play, taxpayer mid-level exemption to sign free agents. That exemption is the only tool tax teams currently have in play, um, have to pay free agents above the minimum salary. Such contracts could last up to three seasons. And this year, they could pay as much as $6 million in starting salary. This rule presented four free agent signings in the 2022 offseason. Danilo Gallinari to the Boston Celtics, Dante DiVincenzo to the Golden State Warriors, Joe Ingles to the Milwaukee Bucks, and John Wall to the Clippers. Teams above the second apron cannot sign players on the buyout market. The exact definition of buyout market has not been revealed yet, but it would likely apply to any player who is traded and waived during the season or waived while sacrificing a portion of his salary. With that said, you Knicks fans who've been on my timeline past couple of days, who've been talking this Zach Levine bullshit, who's been talking this Bradley Bill bullshit, right? 
let's talk. Let let's get into basketball. After I get into a little basketball, I'm sticking to straight narrative. So if you want basketball after this next after five p.m., you might as well sign out. Let's go to Zach Levine first, right? What is, let, let me go to Zach Levine's contract real quick, right? Zach Levine is making $37 million. Then he makes 40. Then he makes 43 million. Then he makes 45 million. Then he makes 48 million in 2026, 2027. And he has a player option in 2026. Zach Levine is a six foot six guard. Great offensively. I respect them offensively, right? But here's the numbers that makes me like, why? He has a 28 usage rate. 28. My guy, Jalen Brunson, a.k.a. Jalen Iverson, has a 28 usage rate. Julius Randle, right? Let, wait, let me go to Julius Randle has a 29.5 percentage usage rate. How is that supposed to work? Another thing that is mind-boggling to me that I've been, you know, looking at and trying to understand is the attempts um, by Julius Randle when it comes to the rim and when it comes to other things, right? If you look at Julius Randle's attempts, zero to three feet to the basket, each season, as a Nick, it has gone down. So he's playing more away from the basket, more than he's ever been. So he's basically on the perimeter most of the time. How is this supposed to work with a guy like Zach Levine, who also wants to be on the perimeter, and a guy in Randall who has a less steal rate and a less block rate than Zach Levine? How does this work? How does this work with Jalen Brunson being a six foot one point guard who we just signed to a hundred a hundred million plus dollar contract? And mind you, we didn't pay Jalen Brunson to play defense. I don't give a shit about Jalen Brunson's defense. I hate when Nick fans bring up his defense. Bring up his defense. Why? We didn't sign Brunson for no fucking defense. I signed Brunson to be my franchise fucking point guard. Now go to Ju now 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 last season, Randall shot a he shot it was his second career low from zero to three percent field goal attempts right shot 22 percent of his field goals outside of zero three what does that tell me the pain is clogged what does that tell me tom thibodeau does not have to scheme this man to put him in proper positions what does that tell me? Nick fans don't know a lot of basketball. If you're trying to pair these guys together and they both got a 28, if you really want to pair them together, tell me how this shit works. Then I had another Nick fan tell me their starting five is Jalen Brunson, Zach Levine, Josh Hart, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. What type of sniff have you gotten from Rich Porter? Rich Porter didn't he Rich Porter then passed away, God bless his soul, more than 25 years, more than 25 years ago. Are we sniffing the same drugs that he was importing? Alpo died two years ago. Are we sniffing Alpo's substance? 
what are we doing here? Shout outs to AZ and Mikhail Pfeiffer for Peyton Ford. What are we doing here? How does this fit together? How do you want Bradley Bill, who has a no trade clause, and I just had to deal with Carmelo Anthony having a no trade clause and keeping Melo two years when we should have traded him. And Melo, should, God bless him, God bless him in his career. He should have went to the Chicago Bulls when he had the chance. Bradley Bill, 29, 43 million, 30 years old, 46 million, 31, 50 million, 32, 53 million. In 2026, he has a player option for $57 million. Another six foot five guard. How does that work? I'm confused. Mind you, Bill is a he's a playoff performer. Bill is a play. Bill can perform in the play. I'm not worried about Bill in the playoffs. But Bill is a championship three option, just like Zach Levine, another championship three option. So the Knicks fans want to pair a bunch of championship two and three options together. How does that work? When we just watched Denver break a 40-plus-year-old curse playing through their draft picks. How does that work? I watched last night Jamal Murray hug his owner. His, and he hugged him and said, thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you for believing in me. I got you one. Thank you for not trading me after I tore my ACL. Thank you for always being there for me. Why can't we have Nick fans like that? You think James Dolan going to kick RJ out the door? What is this? A lot of that Rich Porter Smith. A lot of that, y'all got to stop the bullshit, man. Y'all got to stop this bullshit. And mind you, um, my guy, Bill, right? Bill has a true shooting percentage of, no, he has an effective field goal percentage last season of 55%. Right. I like the way Bill played. You know, his, his plus minus, you know, people love math. His plus minus last season was a plus 0.8, a, a plus 3.6 in per 100 possessions. I like Bill. But what has Bill won without prime John Wall? And he cries too much for me. How dare you sit on the bench, Bradley Bill, and whine and complain? And you the one that signed up for that contract. Nobody forced you to do that. But trust me, Bill, I understand. You a black man. I want you to go get your fucking money. I would have signed that $250 million too. $250 million, Washington will look good to me. I don't give a shit where I'm living in America. $250 million, sign me up. Oh, and you stupid enough to give me a no trade clause? Sign me up. Sign me up. The most I got for Bradley Bill, you could take a Evan Fournier, Derrick Rose, and an Obi Toppin, and three of those first, that's lottery protected, and you could kick rocks. That's the most I got for him. You want to give me a bag of sour? I'm giving you a bag of green. He's not worth it. He does not fit with Jalen Iverson. Jalen Iverson needs two-way wings who is tall. Kai. Hey, Kai. Do you want to spend $400 million on Randall, Bill, and Jalen Iverson, three players who does not play both sides of the ball? Do you sniff coke, brother? Do you sniff, brother? I might have to make that into a T-shirt. Do you sniff? Because a lot, of, I think a lot of y'all do. 
Me personally. Negative Nick's Twitter give positive Nick's Twitter takes. We give y'all takes to live off of. Without us, y'all would be nobodies. Y'all would have a kumbaya every day talking about how good management is. Do you look at real life like how you look at the Knicks? If you did, you would love reality. And you would understand that Jokic is the same age as Randall. What am I doing with that? I don't want to kick Nick players out the door. I don't want to just put Randall. Randall's a good player. But he's a championship fourth option. Denver should have showed y'all that. His 25, 11, and 4, beautiful numbers. But that don't help our basketball team. That only helps his accolades and his family being wealthy. No, Kyle, don't want to hear from you yet. I'm still spitting right now. I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to hear from you yet, brother. Mm -mm. Looking at people try to trade all of our young kids. I would sacrifice kids if it helped the Knicks get better. If you want to talk basketball, Bill and Zach Levine do not fit with Jalen Brunson. They, they just don't. There's a certain archetype you want to build with Brunson. You need a six foot seven wing. You need wings across the board. You need Randall in a different role so all of his energy can go to defense and moving that ball. That's what you need. But it's sad because his archetype, to me, don't fit with Brunson no more. Brunson needs a floor spacing four who can protect the rim. That's what he needs. He needs a, a center. And I love Mitchell Robinson. I, I keep Mitch and bring him off the bench. Because he gives you a different look. He gives you a different element. But Mitch not stopping me from getting poor Zingas. I miss poor Zingas. Then you got the silly ass fans. Yo, State, why you, why you, why you want poor Zingas and you don't want Bradley Bill? Do you understand roster construction, brother? Do you want Jalen Iverson to be the best version he could be? Julius Randle shot his second lowest percentage in his career, zero to three feet, 22% of the time. Those was his attempts. Go look at his attempts in, on the Lakers and on New Orleans. It's way higher than 22%. I want Randle going to the basket more, but you have to scheme that. Then you got the silly-ass Nick fans. Oh, well, Denver, they run a semi-triangle. Stop trying to make Tibbs look good. You're making yourself look like a dumbass. The more y'all try to defend Tibbs, the more silly y'all make the fan base look. Stop putting these stupid-ass Zach Levine Nick edits on my timeline. Stop putting these stupid-ass Bradley Bill talks on my timeline. Brunson needs tall wings. And you just him, heard me explain how the cap situation goes. You don't want to go above that tax apron at all. So I never understood the reasoning behind why Nick fans is such in a rush. Don't trade for none of these dudes to appease Randall. That's not how you build, man. Randall is somebody I could build with. I'm not building around him. Brunson is somebody you could build with. Not building around him either. He is a six foot one guard. 
He is not Isaiah Thomas. I know I call him Jalen Iverson, but there will only be one Allen Iverson ever. So we got to stop the bullshit, man. Then you got the people. Let me walk back to my computer so I can look at this free agency. Then you got the people like Tony who consistently come up to every spaces and he say some silly shit like, well, the Knicks didn't trade two first-round picks for Joshua. Yes, you did. You traded one for Reddish. Reddish got sacrificed by Tibbs. Then you had to trade a number one for Josh Hart, a guy who Jalen Brunson did not want to pass the ball to at the end of the game. And then you got people blaming Josh Hart. What am I blaming Josh Hart for? Why is he even on the court at that moment of the game? He is not a shooter. So why would you pay another guy who cannot shoot $18 million just to put yourself above the tax apron, and then you probably cannot sign a mid-level exemption, uh, a, a player to a mid-level exemption. It's stupid. Absolutely does not make any sense. So when you talk basketball, look at these free agents. Chris Middleton, Chris Aspozingas, Draymond Green, Harrison Barnes, Jeremy Grant, Kyle Kuzma, Kelly Oubre, Dylan Brooks, Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, Danilo Gallinari, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gay, Rui Hachimura, Tory Craig, Cam Reddish, Cameron Johnson, Jeff Green, Justice Winslow. What the fuck am I doing with any of that? The only person I named off of that list that, that's a fit is Porzingis. Shout out to, and I kind of like Oubre too. I kind of like Dylan Brooks too. I like Kuzma, but he wants 50, he wants 25 million. I'm not paying these dudes that money. Not to go over the tax apron for a team that has yet to get out. They have yet to make a whole playoff push. That's a loss. So when you ask Nick fans, okay, State, what's a proper starting five? Brother, Jalen Brunson, RJ, Chris Middleton, Randall, Porzingis. Boom, look, that works. Got two tall wings there. Got another guy who get his own shit. Why don't Nick fans think like that? Why do Nick fans say stupid shit like let's build around brother? No, let's talk basketball. With that said, I'm done. Um, smooth, what's up? Or oh, Rob, what's up, man? Okay, I just I'm not trying to push back on anything, but I just want to correct you on the new CBA. First of all, it doesn't start next year. Next season, it next season is the reset year. So they have a year to get it right before it co- kicks in the following year. So the new CBA kicks in in two years. Then, we'll, let's talk about it. So right now, there are twenty teams under the luxury tax. Now I'm now I'm reading this article. It says it starts. It's, the the beginning process starts this. Yeah, summer. this summer. But they give them a year to reset before the, the, the second apron kicks in. So the All second right. apron kicks in 24-25. They're, giving them, they're giving them one year to kick in. The new CBA has to start this year because it's a contract year, so it has to start something, but they give them a year leeway. That's first. Second is there are 20 teams this year that were under the luxury tax. Denver happened to be one of them. Denver happened to get paid by the NBA, $20 million this year that paid for Aaron Gordon's contract that Golden State paid, the Lakers paid, 
the Clippers paid, you know, because what happens is, is they judge the money collectively. So when you said Denver made it to the finals and made all this extra money, that's not how it works. It's a collective thing. So if the Knicks make $100 and Denver makes $50, then both teams can spend. Then the, and if there's only two teams in the NBA, then both teams can spend $75 because they add their money with their money and they pull it together and you divide it by the amount of teams there is in the NBA. So a lot of the, the, the teams that don't make a lot of money, they, they need to stay under the cap because they can get revenue from other teams to help them stay in the money. Like I said, Denver doesn't, you know, outside of Denver, who, have, who knows about Denver? I mean, yeah, they, they were on TV a lot, but shoot, I'm on the East Coast. That game was at 10 o'clock and it didn't end until 1 o'clock. So 90% of the time, I ain't watching. But that's, you know, that's how, you know, small market teams make extra revenue and so on and so forth. As far as the second tier goes, that's when you got a lot of problems. But the, even it, it basically allows teams with two max deals, super max deals, and the rest, you know, are lower tiers and so on and so forth. So I'll give you an example right now with the Knicks. If the Knicks re-signed the players they have, which means IQ, Josh Hart, not Obi, then they would already be at the border this year, this coming year, of the luxury tax. Luxury tax. Because they were over the cap to begin with. But by re-signing IQ and with signing Josh Hart, that would put them over the luxury tax. And if you're at the luxury tax, you better be a contender because that's the only teams that want that want to pay out extra money. And I know it's not my money and Dolan doesn't care about money, but it makes a big difference going forward because the only way teams like that are over the cap can get better is by a mid-level ex- exception. Just like Golden State, they signed Dante DiVincenzo. Just like the Miami Heat, who picked up a released Kevin Love for the playoffs. Remember, teams that release players will not be available to sign for a vet minimum. So Russell Russell Westbrook on the Clippers wouldn't be there. Kevin Love on the Heat would not be there. And that's that's some of the points that I um I definitely brought up. As far as like the new CBA, another point is the Knicks. So the Knicks have more incentive under the upcoming CBA rules to exercise their option on Derrick Rose. Shout out to Fred Katz of the Athletics. Since more taxpaying teams may be looking to dump salary ahead of the 2024-2025 season, the Knicks could use Rose's $15.6 million expiring deal plus Evan Fournier's $18.86 million salary. The team holds a 24-2025 option to acquire a high-level impact player with more than one year remaining on his right. deal. So, so that, it, that, it, means, it, that means that they would give Fournier and Rose plus whatever draft picks for a guy like Jordan Poole because Golden State can't afford him. And if Golden State has no- Rob, Rob, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Rob, you're on the state space. There's no way in fucking hell that Golden State is taking that. So let's let's bring it back to reality. They have to. Right. They have 
no, 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 Rob, 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 Rob. They're not trading Jordan Poole for Evan Fournier. Motherfucking Derrick Rose. Got, okay, hold on one second, and I'm gonna tell you why. And I agree with you in a normal Rob. in a normal year. I will agree oh with you. But let me Rob. listen, listen, just Rob. let me finish my take Rob. and you can you can answer right, me and ahead. tell go me on. I'm crazy. Go go but the way I look at Golden State, Steph Curry and Clay are gonna retire Warriors. That's what it is. They're gonna hang their banners, they're gonna be, you know, old whatever. That Golden State will be over the second tier for years to come, which I don't agree, and I understand what Fred Katz is saying, but if this was next year, I would agree with Fred Katz. This year, these teams have chance to reset, so they can literally trade pool for somebody good this year and and get an expiring or draft picks or whatnot. So, But 2024-25 year, if you are under the cap, to, over, the, over the cap, the second tier, two out of three years, you can't move multiple picks. You have to trade your star for star. So Jordan Poole at $40 million a year would only be able to be traded for another $40 million player regardless. So you have to find a $40 million to p- player to that you know, could be a crappy player. Could be Bradley Beal who has eight years left, but you know, but it's not because that just leaves them in the same position. So they have to find one player that's an expiring, that's $40 million so they can get off so they won't be on that second tier two out of three years. So I'm not saying that Jordan Poole is coming for Evan Fournier and Derrick Rose. But if this was 24-25 year and they have that same roster and they're trying to get rid of Jordan, you know, Jordan Poole, Sure as hell they might because those two are expiring and it'll put them out of the second tier and they can pick up they can pick up their mid-level exception and they can make trades because that drops them under the second tier so they can trade whoever they want and pick up two, three players. That's the difference. I understand. With that said, um, the Warriors will have a new president of basketball operations soon. So let's see what they're talking. But I know they're not. I know they don't do coke. I know that for sure. So I know the Warriors will not be accepting Evan Fournier for Derrick Rose. They have to dump salary. This is yeah, the I NBA. Understand. You can't just trade a player to just get back draft picks. This is That's understandable. But, Rob, they're still not doing that, Rob. Let's bring it back to reality, OG. We, we got to talk reality. Nick fans be. I'm not saying. We well, make, first of all, I don't want Jordan Poole anyway. So that's regardless. Who you want? I mean, would I take him for, for nothing? Hell yeah, I'd take him for nothing. But not so we, But not, not if it kills the Knicks down the road. Because now the Knicks are paying him $40 million for the next X amount of years. So to me, it, it's, it's, not, it's a no-win situation. But teams will be doing that to dump salary. That's why... Whatever is in the free agent market this year, I'm not I'm not looking at it because there are a lot of moves that are going to be made this year that are we do not know of that are not we have no idea what's going on. If teams if the Bulls want to tank, if the Sixers want to tank, if the 
who knows who wants to tank? Washington wants to tank, you know? So to me, it it's irrelevant what the free agency is right now. And that's why I am not making any crazy deals anyway, because everybody's looking at, you know, Cat, Beal. I mean, come on. None of these, none of these make sense to me to win anyway. And it doesn't so, put you over the top. So, so, no, nah, it's understandable. The one trade I could think of where a team got back a, a current all-star and they traded away a box of cookies. The last time that's happened, in my opinion, was 2019 when the, when the Toronto Raptors had traded for Kawhi Leonard without trading nobody from their, their basic core and still retaining most of their core. Right. Now, if you're looking for a trade like that, so you started off, you say, here, Evan Fournier, Derrick Rose. All right, cool. That's about 30-something million. And you got to add a kid. Okay, I'm adding Obi Toppin. The reason why I'm adding Obi Toppin is because Obi Toppin plays behind fucking Julius Randle. And if I'm Obi Toppin's agent, I would want him to get out of that situation so I can get another payday, a.k.a. meaning I need to get him out of New York because New York is up under Julius Randle's ass all the time. I agree with you. I'm- I agree with you. So, so as far as as far as uh, those contracts, if I'm a team looking to dump salary or looking to dump a player, the only feasible situation I could look at and say, all right, this team is going to take back a box of cookies for this said guy because obviously they want to tank is Washington. But at the same time, if I'm Washington and I'm dealing with the Knicks, I want all your protected picks. One, two, I want your 2024 pick unprotected. Three, I want another pick swap because if you're giving me these bums for Bill, I need maximum compensation. So, but it I still don't want Bill because Bill don't fit with fucking Bill don't fit with Brunson. They don't, they they just don't fit together. I need a tall wing. That is the archetype that I want. I don't want a guy like Bradley Bill, even though he could get his own shot. It's cool. I understand um, his playoff stats. He don't he don't wilt in the playoffs. I, I've seen him play in multiple playoffs. I'll series. ask you this. I, I'm good. I'll ask you this: If they Fournier, Rose, R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, and whatever picks you want for Kuzma and Porzingis. Yo, with that said, with that said, Charlotte, um, Charlotte, what's up, man? Talk to me, man. I, I'm not even going to answer that shit. You, Charlotte, what's up, <laughs> Rob? Let's come back down to earth and un- and understand what's really going on. But um, yeah, I don't know what's what's the topic. Beal and Levine. Um, the topic is Beal and Levine, and I was talking about the new CBA a little bit. Reading from an article, shout out to the article I was reading. I'll share it later. And um, basically, you know, teams that's going over the first apron, teams that's going over the se- second apron, and stuff like that. And also, why I don't want Bradley Beal. Or Zach Levine. And the main thing about Zach Levine that Nick fans annoy me with the most is when they're streaming for Zach Levine. He's a fucking clutch client. If I'm a if I'm Rich Paul, I'm not sending Zach Levine to the Knicks. You just did one of my clients filthy and you're CAA. I am clutch agency. It is a war going on right now. So we need to stop mocking players from clutch agency. Very annoying to me, and it has to stop. And I explained to you why it's not a war going on. 
It's okay. Charlotte, what's up? We, Rob, I, I get, I, I see both sides about, you know, why would a clutch client want to go to New York, especially it's controlled by CAA. They're going to put your their guys over you. But I don't really think it's like that. I think this doesn't really have to do with, uh, with um, agencies because at the trade deadline, if we remember, um, it was reported, I think, by Bagley that um, they were going to revisit talks over the summer. So I won't be surprised if we go get Levine, but I don't want anything to do with Bradley Beal. I genuinely want zero to do with Bradley Beal. I want zero to do with Cap because – I, I don't I, I don't know if we have Wizards fans here, but like genuinely please stay out of Beal. Um he has never been proven to be if you think that Bradley Beal is the one that oh we do have a Wizards fan. Hi, how are you? Um I just think that Beal, if we're gonna sell all these picks, right, whatever, and everyone could say that maybe it'll be cheaper. If we're gonna sell all the picks, IQ, whatever, for Bradley Beal to bring the Knicks back to a championship team, I disagree with that. I don't think that Bradley Beal makes you a championship team. Maybe Zach Levine with the pairing with Brunson. I don't know if that will work, but it's better than Beal, if we're going to be honest. If you're really comparing the two of who the Knicks should go after, I think it should be – I just – I want nothing to do with Bradley Beal, in my opinion, because I think that he's not – he hasn't proven really anything in Washington. He kind of has been going off the slope a little bit, but – um, don't want Beal. I agree with you, State, that he is overrated. Um, we have a Wizards fan. I don't know if what are you guys doing with Beal? I'm confused. I don't I don't want yo, I don't know if the Wizards fan is up here, but I personally don't want nothing to do with Bradley Bill. Yeah. I personally don't want nothing to do with Zach Levine. Zach Levine is a clutch client. He will not be a dick. So we gotta stop doing that. My only beef with Bradley Bill, he's a he's a he's a playoff performer. But he's a championship three option. Um, if the Knicks really was, if the Knicks was really about winning, my my, uh, and just hypothetically speaking, my starting five will be Porzingis, Randall, R.J. Bill, and Brunson. But see, Knicks management don't think like me because they just want to take care of their CEA clients, and it's very annoying to, you know, sign on this app every day and I see a new rumor, and just yep. the new rumor just is. None of these dudes work with Brunson. I, I don't get it. If you got a guy who has a 28... Well, Brunson is a score. And Brunson, as I think we all understand, Brunson is a score first guard rather than a pass first guard. He's looking to score. We do a lot. They do a lot of isolation plays for him. At the same time, I don't think that can be successful if you're trying to build a championship contender. Especially, Brunson is super effective. Of course, he's come up clutch multiple times for the New York Knicks. But at the same time, if you're trying to build... You need players around him. And I don't even think it's trust. I think he looked, he spoke highly of R.J. Barrett. Um, I haven't seen any comments about Julius this offseason. But if, if you really trust your guys to go get a basket, then I would love to see Brunson's assist numbers go up for next season. So, so if Brunson's a scoring guard, what is Jamal Murray? Because he averaged 10 assists in the finals. So if Brunson is a scoring guard, what is Murray? Probably a pass first guard. Murray ain't no, yo yo Charlotte. No, well Murray, it depends. Well it depends. Look, 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 wait, wait, wait. In the Lakers series, Charlotte. Jamal knows. Jamal knows when he has it going, and he will take his shot. 
But when he's when look, there are countless games he was struggling and he passed it. He trusted Jokic to those guys have been together on the same team. They're drafted by the same team. They never left. Um, he's very thankful to ownership. They saw we saw in a video yesterday. You guys could have gone in a wrong uh, different direction, but um, you stuck it out with me. These guys have been the, the chemistry. They've been playing for so much longer together. I think it also is a chemistry factor, in my opinion, because Murray and Jokic have been playing together. I don't even know how many seasons. Miss uh, Charlotte. Uh, uh, yes. Jokic's game is way better than Randall's. It's not even about the, the, not, that's not even a debate. The, 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 but it's not about the whole chemistry they played years together. I ask you a specific question. I ask mm-hmm. you Jamal Murray. You said a pass first guard. We both know damn well he's not a pass first guard. He just averaged ten and six in the finals. The reason why you said he's a pass first guard. Because you want to stick to your narrative, and I'm just—it's not no narrative. I don't think there's a problem with being a score uh, a score first guard. Jalen Brunson gets it done for the Knicks. There isn't, but you're only you're only proving my point that the coach needs to be fired because if Brunson is not a score first, if Brunson is a, a score first guard, and Jalen and and my God, Jamal Murray's a score first guard. How come Jamal Murray averaged ten assists in the finals? I'm confused. Is it the system? Is it the coach? Is it the player? Well, Mike Malone really is one of probably one of the best coaches in the NBA, right up there with Eric Spolstra. But I think that it really depends about who, what kind of offense you want to run. Do you want to run the isolation game, or do you want to run what the the De- Denver kind of does, like a five out system, kind of, like a little bit in my opinion. Um, they spread the floor. Christian Braun will go to the corner. Then you have Jokic in the paint. Like, it's kind of it, – it's hard to – my whole point is it's hard to compare the players when they're in completely different systems. Oh. And you want to know what's so funny? I really see J- – I really see Jamal Murray go ISO. You know why? Because mm, – He went a little ISO with the Lakers. That is – When he had it going. Well, he had it going. But usually Jamal Murray, what does the coach do? We run in a pick and roll with Jokic. You need to stop that. What does Tom Thibodeau do? We're going to run another ISO. You need to stop. Are we noticing the differences here? You think Jamal Murray would be the same under Tom Thibodeau? The way he no. is on the No, but when, when all, your, best, we can all agree when your on best player is the most unselfish player in the NBA, it wears on, it. you know, it, it rubs off on you, basically what I'm trying to say. Jokic is literally the most unselfish player. If if you ask yep. Jokic honestly, he would probably say he'd rather have 15 assists than 15 points. That, that's look at him with the MVP trophy. He literally gave it away after like he was like, "Take it, Mike Malone." He didn't even want to post the picture. Sorry, I'll shut up now. But. So, but so yes, Murray is a score was a, was a score for his guard, but. In that system now, all of a sudden, he's an actual point guard, which I also believe Brunson can be as well because he can, Brun, JB can get his basket anytime he wants to. And if he had better shooters, better post players, better pick and roll, pick and pop, it would all, he would have more assists. A better coach. A better coach, definitely a better coach. And he would have more assists. Yo, you know why I disagree with that? I hate I hate when y'all Nick fans say shit, say shit like that. Um, I hate when y'all say shit like 
you know, if he needed more shooting around him, this, that, and the third. Nobody was saying that shit when Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes was hitting their threes this season. Oh, you finally come to grips after you see it in the playoffs. Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes look like Frank Nilakina and Aaron McKee. No, that's not oh, true. So I compare the Knicks when- to Boston, okay? Boston shoots How- the three, but they don't have shooters. The Knicks shoot the three, but are not really shooters. That's what that's family, the difference. Family, family, we coming off a season where Quentin Nilakina just shot thirty eight percent from three. We're coming off a we're coming off a season where Jalen Brunson is one of the best catch and shoot perimeter players in the league and shot damn near forty percent from three. You're coming off a season where Randall, I believe, shot thirty four percent from three on seven attempts per game. You're coming off the season where R.J. Barrett literally played like Ruben Patterson for damn near 90% of the season, and he's shooting 34% from three. So either you got to tell me Leon Rose is the issue, or you got to tell me Tibbs is the issue. Because I believe they got a bunch of shooters, and they don't have the offensive system in order to exploit that. Can you explain to me when the last time Quentin Nilakina came off a double screen or came off a fair screen or came off uh, off-ball action? Do you under do you, like first of all, Grimes is really not in the offense. That's first of all. He's really we both know he's that. Not, get sick. He's not in the offense. So oh. when he gets a sh- chance to shoot and he shoots, that's one thing. But he's not part of the offense. I mean, he has the same amount of shot attempts, I think, as Obi, who plays twelve minutes a game. So Grimes, let's cancel that. Now you said JB is a catch-and-shoot three-pointer, but how's he a catch-and-shoot three-pointer when he has the ball all the time because he's the point guard? So he's not catching and shooting. He's just shooting. Nah, I don't know. I don't know about saying. If you're saying he just shoot, I mean, yeah, but Jalen Brunson is still, bro, still top five player in the NBA in catch-and-shoot percentage. Yes, Amazing. but it, it hardly gets that. He hardly gets that because he, the ball is in his hand. That There's a difference. Curry's a catch and shoot because Draymond gets him the ball when he runs around in circles the whole time and then he ends up catching and shooting. Clay's a catch and shoot because that's the offense they run. Brunson has the ball. It's not like somebody else is bringing up the ball and JB's running around and all of a sudden he gets open and somebody finds him the rock and then he shoots it up. So he could be a, the best catch-and-shoot three-pointer, three-point shooter, but he has the ball so much. So you, that's a statistic that's as flawed as Grimes, who's not in the offense. That's my point that I'm trying to make. With all due respect to Quinn Nilakina, if you're going to start Jalen Brunson, Quentin Nilakina cannot be my starting shooting guard. It's just it's, it's not going to work. He's too and when sp- he is, what are you going to do? I'm bringing him off the bench, and I'm going to get me a starting wing that's at least 6'7", who can actually defend the perimeter at an elite high clip. Don't tell me about Quentin Nilekina's last season. Oh, he had the hardest not- matchup difficulty all last season. When the playoffs came, I didn't see no difference from him. I absolutely So the guy that we labeled, the guy that the Knicks front office labeled basically untouchable in the Donovan Mitchell trade, right? <laughs> basically one of the holdups in the Utah Jazz trade, now you want to put him on the bench. I'm, ta- I'm bringing... You know how this office thinks of him. 
you 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 talk about yeah and the front office is a bunch of dumbasses who use a lot of coke i already explained that to you the front office is stupid if if quint if jalen brunson is your starting fucking point guard i cannot have my starting shooting guard at six four six five they're not big enough jalen brunson needs the ball in his hands and i want jalen brunson to have the ball in his hands because he's efficient so I, no i'm not no absolutely not quentin nilakina you did a good job. Now you need to come off the bench. He averaged five points in all of, in, in, in his playoff games. He shot under 30% from three. Spin me the Quentin Nilekina bullshit, please. He is not ready yet for that smoke. He, we need another tall wing in there. He's not ready. He got his I ass bust by Gabe Vincent. What are we talking about? Did you watch I the agree. play? I agree, with your, I agree with your take that RJ, you've been saying it for a while, and I actually agree with you about RJ being the tallest wing. I think they do need to bring wings that are, t- that are at least the height of RJ Barrett um, into this team. I think it would be very beneficial. So I agree with that take, but I don't, I, I think you have to understand less about what we think and more about how this office thinks of Quentin Grimes and understand that if they do not go get a quote unquote star shooting guard, I would expect Quentin Grimes to be starting. I don't know if anyone else agrees with me. I agree. That's, I agree. That's okay. The way I look at this front office is Jalen Brunson, Quentin Grimes, and Julius Randle are the yep. three people that are solid on the starting lineup. That's the way I look at it. Now, now, do I agree with it? No, but it's not my team. So this is what I have to come to accept, that those three are locked in. Nobody can move um, I think, I, like, I I would not move my kids, but if it means the, nah, not yet. I think they, I think water on the floor, just water and shit. So, yeah. Um, I love Quinn Grimes and I love what these dudes bring, but we need taller wings. For me, I'm not paying Josh Hart 18 million. I'm letting them walk and I'm believing in Quinn Grimes to, in order to fill a bigger role. Um, for me, I absolutely don't want quickly to walk this season. But if I had no choice, I'm bringing in Chris Paul to back up Jalen Brunson, and I'm going in the draft, and I'm drafting me another, I'm drafting me another short, uh, uh, drafting me another wing, and I'm gonna place that wing right next, right next beside Quentin Grimes, Chris Paul, and, and, and whoever's left at, at the backup four and five positions, and I'm good to go. I think. Building. Yeah, let me say let me say one thing. Uh, like I think we know what the front office. I think we know what the front office is gonna do, right? But that doesn't mean that that's the correct uh choice. You get what I'm saying? Because with this, how we run the offense, like it don't make no sense to start Quentin Grimes in the starting lineup, yo. Like like just literally sticking him in the corner and just telling him to just wait basically until Randall. And everybody else, you know, gets their shots off. Like the role that we have, these players, it makes no fucking sense. I just, I, I don't get it. And 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 his numbers were fucking disgusting in the playoffs, right? But at the same time, the one thing I will say is the coach. You need a better offensive system to to elevate a lot of these players, yo. This, this role that these players are in, that shit makes no sense. Even if you had, even if you add an extra wing player, you think they're gonna be cool with just standing in the corner? Like, like, 
they're gonna have to make some changes, yo. Like if you really want to maximize your potential, you want to maximize every player on this team. I mean, like, like, can we honestly say, like, listen, I felt like Grimes didn't deserve to start. That's just my opinion, right? But to to his, you know, defense, I will say, is this role really better? Is this role good for him? Like, with, with a serious face, like, that should make no sense how we use him. Like, we just literally have him shooting, what, five times a game? Like, that's your, your version of developing Mr. Untouchable? That shit don't even make sense. Like, for all that, you, if you were going to use Quentin Grimes like this, you should have traded him for Donovan Mitchell. Because at least I know Donovan Mitchell is going to give me over 20, 25 points per game. At least I know he's going to have assists. But if you label him untouchable, and that's how you use him, that's a fail on the front office, yo. Like, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Wow, such a such an eerie situation for a team that can be in a good spot, but I just we're kind of I'm kind of afraid that they're gonna make the wrong move, and I don't want to be the 2007 Knicks again. Um, I don't want to be the 2006 Knicks again. I don't want to be the 2008 Knicks again. I want a team that's respectable. That every night when I watch the Knicks, I'm confident that these dudes can probably win the game. But I'm also confident about sustainability in the future. Um, sustainability is the most important thing. When you look at the Denver Nuggets and you look at their build, the Denver Nuggets, most of their players are under contract until 2025. Um, how the fuck are we going to beat Denver? That's what I'm looking at as well. Because Aaron Gordon will lock Randall ass up. I don't know about y'all, but Aaron Gordon going to lock his ass up. Then you got yeah. Arthur- Stay, but does that make? But does it make? Does it make sense to you though? Does it make sense to you that that we labeled him untouchable and that's how we use him? And then we you got people in this app thinking that they're gonna contend with Denver. It's fucking crazy to me. Like oh. like with a, with a with a straight face, bro. Like everybody that's in this chat right now, regardless of whoever you support as the players on this team, does that make any sense at all? How we use Quentin Grimes? Like no, but we label we we label him untouchable. You would think that this dude's gonna get twenty shots per game and that he's gonna have the ball in his hands, that he's gonna be a real crazy good player. Uh, let so me give you a- we use him? That shit don't make no sense, bro. Like for the if we were gonna use him like that, you should have got Donovan Mitchell, bro. Like I'm sorry. Y'all might not agree with it, but come on, yo. Let me give you an example. I agree in a sense. When you, but I wait, hold on, hold on, Rob. Hold on, Rob. Let me give you an example. A great example of what you just said is KCP. KCP, right? We know he's a floor spacer. We know he's a three-point shooter. We know, and he's a bigger wing than um, Quentin Grimes. But at the same time, with KCP, the differences between him and Grimes and their role on offense, KCP actually sees the ball. KP, KCP, I've seen him in games with you got Jamal Murray will defer to KCP. Like, he, like that's why I love Mar- Murray's game. That's why he's an NBA champion. Because he, like, it's not about playing for yourself, man. It's about playing for your team and playing and, and playing for a championship. When I watch this Nick team, they don't play together. If you watch this whole playoff run with Denver, you should want changes. 
Then people say, oh, what about the continuity? Mike Malone is 14 years younger than Tom Thibodeau. Mike Malone, literally in a season, from what I recall, won 46, 47 games and did not make the playoffs, champ. Like, like, literally. Like, so he been winning. His offensive system been good. And it, the offensive system is what make players and make offenses great. Tibbs' system was literally sixth in the league last season, his offensive system. But if you go to the underlying stats, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, um, free throw percentage, uh, free throw, they, the free throw attempts was, I believe, top ten in the league. But the free throw percentage was bottom ten in the league. Like, it is so much um, things that Thibodeau could do in this offense to make Grimes look good, to make Casey, to make, um, you know, Emmanuel quickly look good. And he just does not do that. I personally, I don't want to see – Jalen Brunson played the same way he did the next season like he did last season. I don't want to see him just hogging the ball like that. I want to see team basketball. When your number one options and your, your, your most main options are first pass first players, everybody else feeds off of that. I didn't see times where RJ has sprayed the ball out. He's just spraying the ball out. And I know people say, yeah, he's going to miss a layup and this, that, third. But he sprays the ball out more than Brunson and Randall. Why, what does it have to take to get the Knicks to just play solid team ball? Um, who, is, who is right here? That's Jack. I'm going to tell you, Denver, Mike Malone is 100 times in his sleep better than Thibodeau. I'll, for example, look at last year when they didn't have, or the year before, when they didn't have, when they lost Murray and they didn't have Michael Porter Jr., and they got some guy uh, who played, what did he play, 70 games for them? Uh, Fuquan, Fuquan Campazzo, and uh, Bill Wright, or whatever the hell his name was, Willie Barton. I mean, and they still were winning. So you can't compare those. And all they had was Jokic, literally. All they had was Jokic. That's it. Oh, and Aaron Gordon. But yeah, and Michael Porter Jr. was hurt as well. Right. That that's my point. So that's they, they couldn't really get far. Yo, NYK process, NYK um process. What's up, bro? How you doing today, man? What's up? Talk yeah, to what's me. going on, brother? How we doing? No, I agree with you and uh, Smooth on uh, Grimes uh, replacing Grimes in the starting lineup. I like Grimes a lot. Um, I think he would thrive off the bench with uh, IQ. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Zach Levine, Cat, Bradley Beal. You know, in order to get one of those guys, the Knicks are basically going to have to trade either Randall and RJ, and we all know that if they do trade one of those guys, we know that there's a better chance that they trade RJ, even though that's not the right decision. So, in my opinion, I think a safe play, rather than trading any of their top three guys, I think they can make a play for a guy like Ronji Ananabi, who's 20, 25 years old, he's 6'7", 230, top 10 defender in the league, He's not going to cost you much, especially after last year's trade deadline when they literally said they want a three first-round pick, and they weren't going to get that from anybody. So I do think I came up with this three-team trade idea with the Knicks getting OG. Um, Indiana would get Evan Fournier, Chris Duarte, and the first-round pick from the Knicks and the first-round pick from Toronto. And uh, Toronto would be getting – I can't remember who it was, but I do. 
Can you repeat that one more time? Sorry. I'm trying to listen, yeah, but I can't hear. three-team trade that I came up with, it like worked out for every team involved. Between the Knicks, Pacers, and Toronto, the Knicks would be getting OG Ananabi. The Pacers would be getting, um, who was it? Evan Fournier. And, no, I'm sorry. The Pacers would be getting Obi Toppin. I'm sorry, I'm driving her now. The Pacers would be getting Obi Toppin. And the Toronto Raptors would be getting Evan Fournier, Chris Day, a first-round pick from the Knicks, and a first-round pick, which will say the 29th pick in this year's draft from Indiana. I feel like it worked out for all teams involved. The Knicks get a chance to get a young wing who can be a part of their rotation, obviously starting, and see how that works. You don't have to force the decision to bring in, uh, to trade one of your top three guys. It gives you time to reevaluate that. And you could always use OG in a trade down the line. He's going to have a lot more value than a player like Obi Toppin. So if the Knicks were to make a big move for, let's just say, a Giannis Antetokounmpo a year from now or whatever it may be, a guy like OG has much more value than a guy like Obi. So I, I love the idea of bringing him in. I think he would be an awesome fit. And I also like the idea of Grimes playing on the second unit with I too. He's going to get more shots off. And, again, it, it gives us more flexibility. We don't have to be um, – going for a player that's going to cost us $50 million a year for the next couple of years. It'll be more flexible. We'll be able to bring in a kid that's 25. He fits the bill. It's exactly what we need. And, you know, again, I think they should do it. But, it, you know, hearing all this talk about Zach Levine and Cat, and I'm just trying to think of outside the box of something that might work a little bit better for us. Now, what do you guys think about that? So, I don't know. I don't know. Where you at, NYK? It sound like – what you said, bro? Yo, I don't know where you at, NYK. It sound like you racing Sonic on the West Side Highway. That shit, that shit sound crazy. But I, I, I had a good. Let's get after no ladies. All right. So, so um, so salute to y'all, man. I like the idea. Um, I like OG and Anobi and RJ and and, and and with that fit. Uh, next to Jalen Brunson, but I need. <laughs> <laughs> I need more, bro. I need more. So, like, another star in five I'm thinking about is okay. Uh, you get Jalen. Um, you get OJ and Anobi. Hopefully, your boy, um, you Masai Ujiri, is not acting like an extreme hustler and not trying to get my Knicks again. But my uh, an ideal star in five is Brunson. I like Brunson, RJ, OG, Randall, and Porzingis. Whatever it comes back to, it comes back to Porzingis starting. For me, Porzingis starting opens up the whole floor for everybody. And it makes everybody better. But I like I, I like OG. Yo, yo. I just don't like the I don't I don't know about the cost. I don't know about the cost. The cost gotta be uh it gotta be a good cost for OG and Nobi. I'm not trying to give up too much, to be honest. That's why doing a three-team trade, it makes it easier for us to not give up two or three first-round picks. I actually just posted it up in the uh, chat because, like I said, I was driving. I couldn't uh, come up with it right away. Uh, but we would be giving up one first-round pick, and the Pacers would be giving up pick 29, and they'd be getting the expiring contract with Fournier along with Chris Duarte, who I believe is Canadian also, so it could fit in Toronto. But uh, mm. And then essentially Obi would be going for Duarte in the first-round pick, which is a rumored deal, and we would get OG. And like I said, it's a safe move. We're getting the guy that feels the need. Uh, it naturally improves our team from last year. And again, it, it's not putting us in title contention right off the bat. But at the end of the day, it keeps us going in the right direction. And again, OG is a guy who 
if you need to make a trade for a top 10 player, top 15 player in the league, OG has a lot more value than a guy like Obi Toppin. Yeah, that's a fact. But where's the trade? Did you put it up top? NYK, did you put it up top? I, I put it I put it in the chat. I think I don't know how it's Oh, the chat. Okay. Oh. So, yeah, I, that I was driving. It's kind of hard to come up with everything. But it's a three-team deal between Toronto and Indiana. Oh, I found it. Okay, I'll put it up top so, for you. So, um, Here it is, State. It's up top. I seen it. Um, so from me to you, NYK, love the idea, love the thought process, right? But see, building every other team in the NBA is easier for me than building the Knicks because I got I have an understanding of the Raptors start five. If I'm the Raptors, yo yo, good looking, bro. If I'm the Raptors, and, all right. If I'm the Raptors and you know, I'm trading with anybody. I'm sending Pascal Siakam to Portland for the third overall pick. And I'm hoping that um, Scoot Henderson drops the three. And I'm picking Scoot Henderson. If I'm the rap. If, uh, yeah, yeah, I see it too. I'm right here. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. And I'm taking Scoot Henderson if I'm the Raptors. And I'm putting Scotty Barnes at the four. And I'm leaving – and I'm leaving um my boy OG and Anobi at the three, and I'm starting Scoot Henderson at the one. I'm letting Fred Van Fleet um walk, and I'm about to just give the team to Scotty Barnes, and I'm gonna see where it goes from there. I have a rookie head coach, and I want my rookie head coach without any current All Stars um in the locker room that could try to big dog him, and that's what I would do if I'm Toronto. I, I like the fact that you tried to make a trade for a big wing. Those are the only trades I think the Knicks need to be making. I'm not interested in any of these Bradley Bill and Zach Levine talks. With that said, we have um I have a Wizards fan in the house. Uh shout out to you, K. What K, what bring you up here to my space today, man? Um I'm so sorry. Bradley Bill ain't he ain't yeah. I, I'm not here to talk about Bill, man, but uh, first of all, it's my first time in the space, uh, and y'all been really entertaining, so I just wanted to throw out some, uh, like, a trade package right here. Um, I know you don't like Bill, even though he's a good player as a number two or number three option, but uh, you don't want him, right? So how about, okay, this is the first trade package, right? You get Tingus, and you get Kuzma. And then Wizards get Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, O.B. Toppin, I.Q., and three first. No. What? Listen, listen, listen. Charlotte, a so, lot. Continue. Listen, yeah. Um, continue. Go go ahead with it. Because I want Nick fans to hear how stupid this shit sounds. So nah, listen, 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 listen. So your lineup would be like, we go something like this. Uh, um, Brunson, point guard. Shooting guard would be um, Grimes, right? He needs an opportunity to start, and he's really good. So I I seen him play. Uh, small forward would be um, let's see. Who's gonna play small forward? Um. Uh, power forward can be um. Let's see, who do y'all have? Oh my God, Julius Randle. Ju- Julius Randle. <laughs> Julius Randle. Yeah, and then center would be uh, no, Porzingis. 
Nah, no, we're, we're not doing that. IQ, Obi, Mitchell Robinson, RJ Barrett, Yo, plus three first-round picks. That's, 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 that's a lot. That's an upgrade, You Yo, can keep I've, KP. I've, you can I've, keep Kuzma. Listen, I, I treat accounts like that, like the Apollo, when Sandman comes out and you rapping or singing some stupid shit. So I had to Sandman you, bro. I, I can't hear stupid shit like that. Do y'all watch Do y'all watch, do y'all watch uh, Yu-Gi-Oh? I do watch. Uh, him. He, he he needs to go to the damn shadow realm. That, that three three first round picks. Oh my RJ god. RJ Barrett, Obi, IQ, Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell. Uh, all right, man. Hold <laughs> on, hold on. It gets better because it's for two free agents. Oh my god. Oh my bro. god. Like, I, this is the stuff that I got to deal with on a daily basis. I have to deal with fans who I think are coke abusers and me working in the hospital and I got to go to the psych ward sometimes I kind of think certain Nick fans need to be in the psych ward I need to be on the 10th floor with the other people y'all need to be getting medicine because I think y'all are sick I think a lot of people are mentally sick I think that a lot of y'all if your man's told you your girl was cheating on you or your or your female friend was telling you that oh your husband's cheating on you I think you would completely ignore that, and I think you would say some shit like, well, at least they love me, because that's how the Knicks fans sound. Oh, at least the Knicks love me. What the Knicks have done for you for the past 50 years to get all this company man in? I'd be confused a lot. And I'd be... Oh, I'm sorry, miss. I was about to throw that. I was about to take that. All right. Well, that's why I... I get confused as far as like, as far as like team building and, and the concept of understanding what we need to move forward. My first, the the real thing is I've settled in on understanding that the Knicks might not trade Randall, and that's cool. I'm fine with that. I conceded that, but I'm also what I'm not fine with is Thibodeau coming back next season with the same type of game plan. Um, one of the things that really stuck out to me about Mike Malone specifically is Mike Malone is a coach who when Jokic sits, he does not play another seven-footer, right? When Bam Adebayo was going off in some of the series versus Denver, he literally dusted off DeAndre Jordan for a couple of possessions and played them real quick. He literally dusted off your, my guy, Jeff Green, 37-year-old. Shout out to Jeff Green, who, who've been in the NBA since I was in high school, I believe. Shit. But um, shout out to Jeff Green. Two dependable vets. Where you looking at these guys, and, and, and they play sparing minutes, but they play roles where you actually need those guys for them to succeed. So when Mike Malone sends Jokers to the bench, and he's going small, and he got the, the, the white boy. I like Chris Bruon. I, I really like his game. He's very he's, – he's athletic. Um, he's active. He does not quit on plays. Um, he's 23 years old. He's 6'9". You know, those type of players come in and play good defense for you. Jeff Green, he's another guy who is – I believe Jeff Green is 6'9". 6'9". And um, another tall wing. Then you got Michael Porter Jr. I know Michael Porter Jr. is not – the defensive savant that a lot of people want him to be, but not everybody is a defensive style player. Now, can he give effort? 
to playing defense, yes, he can give effort. I've seen Michael Porter Jr. a couple of times in the playoffs punch people jump shots. I've seen Jeff uh, – I mean, Jeff Green. I mean, Jeff Green, Michael Porter Jr. I've seen him a couple of times in the playoffs punch people's sides. I've seen Michael Porter Jr. also make good defensive stances in the playoffs. So it can work, but you got to have a certain type of archetype. The archetype that you really – the archetype that you really want to want to win with Jalen Brunson is you gotta have elite defense, elite perimeter defenders. That's one. Outside of elite perimeter defenders, you need a floor spacing five. That's two. Three. You need an offensive system that genuinely caters to off ball movement. So what I mean by that is you gotta have players always moving around Brunson. A lot of a lot of the reason um, I have issue with Tibbs is the the offense is very stationary. So if Jalen, a guy like Jalen Brunson, you can easily key in on him, and you could triple team him. You could you could double team him, and it's kind of hard for him to get his shot off after you do that because he's very short. And since he's very short, and Tibbs don't run a lot of actions. It's kind of hard for Jalen Brunson when he come around that corner. You wanted him to do a wrap a wrap around pass, and it doesn't get through, and he gets the ball stolen. So it's a lot of issues. It's a lot of issues I have personally as far as like the archetypes that's on the court. Um, I I don't really care about. Hey, what's up, brother? I don't really care about if the Knicks. Um, I don't really care about the cap space. Really, I do care about what the Knicks, how the Knicks can move. If they don't have no cap space, um, and what I mean by that is this summer is probably one of the most important summers for me as a Knicks fan because I need to see Leon Rose's um, president of basketball, basketball operation chops. What I mean by that is can he pull another rabbit out the hat? The first rabbit out the hat that he pulled was the Jalen Brunson acquisition. And the Jalen Brunson acquisition came with a cost. We sacrificed the lottery pick in order to get Jalen Brunson. And that was basically Leon Rose's, okay, you know what? I know I fucked up because I re-signed all these dumbass whack players from the COVID season year. So I have to do something in order – I have to do something in order to compensate for me not having a point guard. And sadly, um, I believe Leon Rose had to overcompensate. And what I mean by overcompensate, he had to give up the lottery pick and he had to give up another future first – what not just to get off the set contracts that he signed during the COVID season in Alec Burks and uh Nerlens Noel. Thank God Alec Burks resigned with the Pistons. Thank you, thank you, Detroit. Thank you, Detroit. I appreciate you, Detroit. I never want to see Alec Burks in a Knicks jersey ever again. One of the worst seasons of basketball I ever had to subject myself to. Do you know how hard it is to record a podcast? About a basket, about a team that you genuinely love, and most of the players on your team is ass. I was on sp- I was on pods with my guy Dahard. My guy Dahard, like, state, why are you always getting that outfit? Brother, is we watching the same game? He stinks. The Knicks gotta stop. They, they gotta stop this shit. State, I wanna tell you one thing. That the narrative that Denver when small, when Jokic went out, is a narrative because they didn't go with a traditional center. But Jokic was the biggest player on the team, on the, on the court. He's a, he's, a, he's a center, a seven-footer. 
But then the next biggest guy on the on the court was Michael Porter Jr. Then is Bam Adebayo, and then is Aaron Gordon. So three out of the four tallest players on the court were Nuggets players. So yeah, they didn't go with a traditional center, but they still had them. They the Nuggets are huge. I mean, they are tall. Every single one of them, except you know Murray, but he's not little that little either. So, you know, everybody was saying, oh, you see, when Jokic comes out, they go small. What's small? Michael Porter Jr. is the second tallest player on, the, on both teams. So when I say small, I'm talking about you're putting wings in unnatural positions. They play Christian Brown. When Jokic go to the bench, they, they, their rookie plays power forward or Jeff Green plays power forward. Right, Michael Porter Jr. He's six ten. Aaron Gordon. He's six nine. KCP. He's six seven in shoes. Um, you got all of these guys across the board. Jamal Murray, six foot four, six foot five in shoes. They, that's a big ass team. And I'm I'm always been a guy who, in order to beat the bet, or in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. But you also have to kind of emulate the best team in the NBA in order to try to counteract what they do. If you don't want to – so, for example, the 2016 Cavs, right? Them boys was huge. Do you do you remember all of those wings? Oh, on the 2016 Cavs, not even the wings, but just the just the height across the board. You got Braun, he's 6'9". You got Richard Jefferson, he's 6'8". J.R. Smith, he's 6'6". And Mon Shumpert, he's 6'6". All of these dudes is tall as hell. I know Kyrie not the defender, but he'll defend when his ass need to be. So these dudes are tall. Yeah, Tristan Thompson, big boy. I forgot who else from the 2016 Cavs had. But the they same, big, same big with the Bubble Lakers. They were tall. They were giants too. Very Remember. tall. Very tall basketball team. Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, and those guys. Very tall basketball team. And and, and my Knicks, we going the opposite way. Exactly. That was my point I was trying to make the other day is like we're going to change the team to the New York Midgets, you know, because everybody has to be six, five and under except Mitch. And I don't I don't. I'm just hoping that the Knicks do the right thing. Like I even take a Chris Middleton this offseason. I take a Chris Middleton. I, I take an old vet. That's a wing who I know is going to be productive because I'm trying to do what's best for Brunson. Or, or, or Randall or RJ. I'm not one of those Knicks fans who are safe and safe. a closer, by the way, too, uh, State. He's a closer. Who? Um, Chris Middleton? Yeah, he's a closer, bro. Look at look at the year that uh, the Bucks went to the finals. You know, who, besides Giannis, who they really gave the ball to in those clutch moments, it was Middleton, bro, and he always showed up. Yeah, that's why I gave Chris Middleton the nickname. Chris Colby Middleton, because that 2016, that 2021 finals, Chris, that whole finals run, bro. Chris Middleton shot making was off the chart. I've never seen Chris Middleton shot making like that before. That was some elite shit from him. Shout out to Chris Middleton, man. That, that, that was some elite shit for him. But he's an archetype that I look at. Where I say, okay, I need a big jumbo wing, um, just to place in the, in, in the Knicks star lineup. And another guy that I look at too, 
that I don't see Nick fans talking about. Um, it's not the flashy name. Um, it's not the the best name out there. But a guy that I, I looked at too, and I'm like, hmm, I know he'll fit, but I don't really think he would go from that team to this team. But a guy like Harrison Barnes, a guy like Harrison Barnes, oh, you know, fits right up Tibbs Alley, about 28, 29 years old, six foot nine wing. He's he could. I think he's shooting 40% from three, if I'm not mistaken. He's changed himself into a great shooter. But those are the type of guys I would target. He won a championship, got some experience. You, you need those kind of guys, guys who will, who will do the dirty work, guys who will come in and call out Randall when need to be, guys who will come in and instill an, a, a, another culture of seriousness. I think that's one of the main things I have an issue with the Knicks as well. How serious is they taking this shit? I don't want to see, I don't want to see Mitchell Robinson on vacation, fam. I don't want to see him in an amusement park, fam. I don't want to see Quentin Grimes on a on a boat, fam. I don't want to see any of these dudes in any pictures outside of the gym. If they have a picture on the timeline, it better be a promotion for an ad. I absolutely don't want to see these books because it, it's no point. Shout outs to Quickly and Deuce McBride. I know they in, I think they're in London right now somewhere. And they're doing a mini camp for the NBA. Shout out to those two boys. But that's what the fuck they need to be doing. I don't want to see your personal life. I only want to see you in a gym. After losing to Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and knowing that 90s Knicks fans, you guys lost to Reggie Miller. You guys lost to fucking, fucking uh, 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 Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Knicks wasn't losing to no bums. It wasn't losing to no undrafted players. They was losing to other Hall of Famers. That's when I respect a, a loss. I can't respect losing to Miami. We got to make changes. Instant upgrades. Instant. That shit was bad when I watched in the playoffs. I kind of feel disrespected because Max Struess literally had one good game in the finals. Literally. believe he was averaging four points at one point in the finals. Very disgusting to me. Very disgusting that, you know, a lot I hear I hear more of the negative Nick fan base come out and say, look, man, I want changes. I, I I need this switched up. I need that switched up. And you got people saying, yo, I know that uh, we lost to Miami. But let's run it back and see if we could get development from the info from the infrastructure on the inside. How? What is Grimes going to do next season to make me change my opinion? Stand in the corner more? What is Randall supposed to do in the Tibbs next season to make me say, oh, he, he's that guy? Randall, regular season stats don't even matter to me no more. It don't. It don't. So that's another, another 10 months. I'm completely ignoring Randall's regular season stats next season. Don't ask me about his regular season stats. I don't give a fuck if he scores 80 points. I don't care. I will rebuttal you with 34% every time. I don't give a shit about his regular season stats. All that, he want to take a picture in the cast, never want to hold himself accountable. That's soft. Shout out to Jimmy Butler, man. That's why I love Jimmy Butler, man. Came out and said, nah, my ankle wasn't an excuse. We lost. We got beat. That's it. No excuses. You got Nick fans running the timeline with mad excuses. Well, you know, if this guy's ankle was healthy, Jalen Brunson's ankle wasn't healthy. He averaged 30. I don't care about your ankle being healthy or not. 
every NBA player is fucking hurt. So y'all gotta stop this bullshit, man, with this soft talk. Oh, we need to do this. Stop with the soft talk. Ask the tough questions. If you don't ask the tough questions, Knicks management will come out and do what the fuck they want. This is the reason why you got people like me who 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 will come on the timeline, say some shit that nobody like. But where but you'll say it on my Twitter account, like, oh, you stay, you stupid, uh uh. But deep down, when you're not when you're not looking at your phone, you'll be like, damn. Maybe he do got a point. But you know what? I got to stick to my status quo so people won't think I'm, I'm joining his side. So I'm going to keep disagreeing with him just because. That's what a lot of people do on here. No, come on. The unnatural hate. We got to stop that, man. We got to start supporting each other. But we also got to start asking those questions, man. If you want to be a company man, that's you could do that. Nobody is stopping you from shaking ass. Ah, that shit would have just blew up. State, I got a question for you. Yeah. If how do you think we get better faster? If we get rid of Chibs faster, or if we get rid of Randall faster? We gotta get um getting rid of Tibbs. Randall's not really the. See, Randall from a basketball standpoint, he's not really the issue. Randall, Randall's a good basketball player. It's all about his role. His, I think his role is what set him back. That's why every time when he gets in the playoffs, you notice his numbers drop significantly. He should be averaging 15 and 8 in the regular season. That's his, reg- that's his real numbers. That's why I call his numbers inflated. His numbers is inflated because of Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is such a – Tom Thibodeau is an elite regular season coach. He's going to get you to a certain point. And when he gets you to that point, I, I, I think his, his run is up. He has no significant evidence at anywhere he's been where he's gotten a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot out of his basketball players. I can make the argument that every single player, after they leave Tibbs, becomes a better basketball player and Tibbs kind of holds them back. I can make that argument. Andrew Wiggins had one of his best statistical seasons under Tom Thibodeau. But... When he became an all-star starter, he had his stats wasn't on par with his best season stats under the Timberwolves. But he started helping with winning. Sometimes helping with winning means you have to sacrifice. And I don't think Randall will sacrifice. I think he has to be forced to sacrifice. I get it. But you don't think we don't think Wiggins uh the players around him made him better? Like like for for example, like Aaron Gordon's situation. I think it's the same thing. Like, you don't think the 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 environment, the culture made him better. You know what I'm saying? Like Golden State is a way better culture than Minnesota. Like Denver yeah. is a way better culture, architect built than Orlando. You know what I'm saying? Because these guys coming out of college, Andrew Wiggins, Aaron Gordon, they were supposed to be the number one guy. They were supposed to be franchise changing guys. But what did they do? They took lesser lesser roles to 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 be champions. You know what I'm saying? So, do we think Julius Randle has the mental capacity? Well, first of all, we don't, we're not built for him to tell him to take a lesser role. You know what I'm saying? We're not. So, bringing in somebody that's a certified number one, a certified killer. That's what we need. A certified killer that these motherfuckers know he's the guy. We got to follow his lead. How do we get there? 
Um, I, I think you got to look at it from the standpoint of how do we get a, 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 a team of versatile killers? We already got I, – I like RJ. I like um, Brunson. I like – that's a good start-off piece. I like Quentin Grimes, too. I think Quentin Grimes should be put more at point guard as well. I think the Knicks should try him at point guard. A lot, I like Obi Toppin. It's just the coach is not the guy to do it. That's a great question. But will Tibbs try Obi at the three? No, he would not. Will Tibbs try Randall at the small ball five? No, he will not. Matter of fact, I don't think he was here, but I gave a beautiful stat earlier. And the stat was about um, Julius Randall shot attempts. And Julius Randall shot attempt from zero to three feet. I think he's shooting less percentage um, each year from that. So on the Lakers, I think it was on average of 40% each season, right? But on the Knicks, each season it went down. So it went from 30% to about 20, 25%. And then one of the seasons, Randall was a Knick. That it shit went down even lower to like 14%. It went back up last season to 22%. But Randall getting further away from the basket tells me he's trying to he's trying to change his game one because Mitchell Robinson is always under the fucking rim. But two, it's it's a detrimental to him because in the playoffs when teams scheme his ass and really scout his ass, he can't really do nothing <laughs> away from the rim because he's in a role that he should not be. I don't want to I don't want Randall in a role where he has where he has to like think. I think him thinking is what kills his, his game. When he has to just do and go and he knows where he needs to be and stuff like that, I think he'll be a better basketball player. What is his winning numbers? To me, it's about 15 and 8. But what you what you was going to say, Billy? No, you, no, you good. You say he's winning numbers are 15 and 8. So where's RJ? Right? He's like, what, 19, 20, right? That leaves Brunson at about what twenty one, twenty two, right? Yeah. Do we need. Do we need? We got. I still think, bro. Like, like right now, honestly, I like Mitch. You know what I'm saying? But I think the game is Mitch's position. Mitch, Mitch. Not gonna say his position, but the way Mitch is built as as a center that has no offensive game, his shit is getting his shit is getting extinct. You know what I'm saying? Because you need a stretch big. But with that being said, and this and okay, I heard y'all talking about shooters earlier, right? And you said you yeah. say we think we got shooters. I think we have scorers, but I don't think we have shooters. And I think that's a big difference, bro, because shooters are consistent guys who pull the trigger and they're gonna find their shit. We got scorers who just fucking when they don't score, they give us absolutely nothing else during their game. Like Randall, when he gets frustrated, bro, he can't pass right. He can't defend right. He don't even run up and down the damn court. But we don't have nobody on the New York Knicks on or off the court to hold him accountable. So if it's whether it's we get rid of Tibbs, whether we get rid of Randall, shit, we might need to get rid of both of them offers at the same time. We don't even have a fucking GM yet. You know what I'm saying? So how is this GM going to orchestrate everything? And we all know it's everything's about CAA when it comes to New York Knicks. I'm not blind to that fact. But I would love to see how many CAA players on that poll, that NBA poll, that said that they did not want to play with Tom Thibodeau. I would love to see the names of that shit. 
because that would tell us a lot as far as how to build this fucking team. Right now, man, we just we just don't have no fucking direction, uh, and that's just where I'm at with it. We have no fucking direction. We we we're gonna we can um, make up all these fucking trades and all this shit all fucking off season, but we just have no fucking direction. And right now, it looks like we might possibly tweak or running it back a little bit, but we need shooters, man. We have scores, but we need shooters. I know one CAA client that doesn't want to play with Tibbs. He's the center for the Sixers. He said it. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but shit. I'm not looking at Embiid. Yeah, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want Embiid because Embiid, one, he'll throw. That's not leadership either. He'll throw you guys under. He'll throw you guys under the bus. And yep. when it comes to fucking in the playoffs as well, Embiid's pretty much, uh, I ain't gonna lie, Embiid's a little choke artist himself when it comes to playoffs. I think he was focused more on winning MVP than anything else as far as team-wise. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Embiid, great. He's a great basketball player, I think. Um, when it's all said and done, he's going to be a top uh, 20 center of all time. But Embiid is another guy. He is not a championship one option. I, I don't know why teams – I knew Embiid and Harden was never going to work. Harden is a championship three option, and Embiid is a championship two option. So I never thought that was going to work regardless. I don't never think um, a player like Harden would come out of nowhere and wake up and be clutching the playoffs. That just does not happen. We've been watching James Harden for about 10 years now, and he's been fucking up every single playoffs. This is my issue with the Knicks. When you're a player and you see a player consistently – fail at a certain position during crunch time, a.k.a. the playoffs, you have to move that player or or if you don't want to move him, you got to change his role. Um, as far as, like, role changing, I just don't know if Tibbs will do that, man. So if you want to watch the same shit going into the next season, the Randall ISOs and shit, um, that's on you. But me, I'm, I'm going to be recording, but I'm not going to be, like, really invested into the Knicks until they kind of show me like they're really invested into winning. Uh, that that's that I think that's my biggest issue with them and not knowing the direction. We're three years into Leon Rose's regime, and I still don't know how Leon Rose wants to build the team. Um, you got the point guard in Jalen Brunson, but then you forgot about team building. I know Quentin Grimes did a great job for the Knicks last season starting. But deep down in your heart, why would you want to start another undersized wing next to Quentin Grimes when you know R.J. Barrett is about 6'7"? R.J. Barrett defense took a hit last year. Uh, and now you got another issue at the power forward spot because I don't believe that Julius Randle will wake up one day and become a rim protector. So it's kind of tough for me to build this certain type of roster. Now, other rosters is easy. Like Detroit Pistons, oh, that's easy. All you need to do is figure out if you want K Cunningham at point guard or not. You got $60 million in cap space, and you got another top five pick. And you already drafted Jaden Knighton last year. And now you got a coach in Monty Williams who instantly gives your franchise an upstart. Instantly. And it shouts to Monty Williams, man. I know in Phoenix um, he had Durant and he had Booker. But the problem with Phoenix is – Devin Booker is not a championship one option. His stats is also inflated. 
Um, Durant is not a championship one option. Durant is a championship two or three option at this point in his career. And if Devin Booker is your team best best player, you're not winning nothing. Is Zach Levine your team best player? You're not winning nothing. Bradley Bill, your team best player? You're not winning nothing. You're not. You know who I would trade R.J. Barrett for? <laughs> Nick fan. You know what I would trade R.J. Barrett for? Give me a prom Tracy McGrady. Is there a prom Tracy McGrady in the NBA right now? No. No. No, I'm not trading R.J. Barrett for Jalen Brown. Who? I'm not trading R.J. Barrett for Jalen Brown. Why? Why? That's poppycock. Nonsense. Would I tra- I trade him for a tr- give me a prom Tracy McGrady. Give me a Kawhi. Would you trade him for Anthony Edwards? No, I would not trade him for Anthony Edwards. And I hate when Nick fans ask me about Anthony Edwards because what year did Anthony Edwards get drafted in? You know that was the setup from last night. <laughs> you know, Anthony Edwards and RJ Barrett should be teammates right now. But you know what? Nick fans, you stupid-ass fan base, you got Nick constant creators saying, well, you know, we got to make um, Kevin Knox earn his spot. You, you got to make Frank Villapena earn his spot. Earn spots over Alfred and Mo Harkless? Who both said players is not on the NBA roster anymore? Really? So you didn't want to lose an extra four to five games and have a 16-win season. To, in order to get your hands on a LaMelo Ball or Anthony Edwards to pair him with R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. No, you won extra games and you went out in the lottery and with a high draft pick, you picked Obi Toppin. That is one of the worst picks in Knicks history. And it's not because of Obi Toppin. I think Obi Toppin is skilled. I think Obi Toppin, if he starts on another team, he's averaging 18 and 7. It's about the position and, and where he got drafted to. I'm I'm so I feel so bad for Obi Toppin. How do you not? How do you have this man high flyer, national player of the year, and you're playing him like Jason Capono? What sense does that fucking make, man? What sense does it make? I don't want Obi shooting three. Every time Obi shoots a three, it pisses me off. He should not be shooting threes the way he is. Then you got fans coming up here. Well, Obi Toppin, you know his three point percentage went down. And what plan did I want Obi shooting threes anyway? Him shooting threes is a plus. If he can make it, that's a plus. But I don't want him shooting threes. I don't want him spotting up. I need him cutting to the rim. This goes back to Tom Thibodeau. So you pick one of the worst picks in this history and Obi fucking topping just for Obi fucking topping to just play 14 minutes per. You could have picked a million other players. You could have got you Devin Vassell. And we wouldn't be sitting here talking about, oh, we need another wing to uh, to pair with R.J. Barrett and, 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 and Randall and Brunson. You could have had it already. You could have won 2020. You could have drafted Anthony Edwards at one. You could have still had, I mean, 2020. Yeah, you could have drafted Anthony Edwards at one. You could have still had R.J. Barrett. And you could have still got Jalen Brunson. You could have still done all of that. That's why Nick fans is dumb to me. Like, that's why I don't like those type of questions. Like, oh, you know, would you trade RJ for Anthony Edwards? Why? They should be teammates. All, all these players that people talk about, they should be teammates. 
Quentin Grimes and, and Scotty Barnes should be teammates on the Knicks fan or RJ Barrett fan. I will never understand the Knicks thought process in building. Like, if I had a 19-year-old RJ and a 24-year-old Julius Randle, the first thought in my mind is, all right, where can I get a floor space and center, and where can I get a point guard? Obviously, the Knicks had Jalen Brunson in the bag for the past couple of years. So if you had Jalen Brunson in the bag, I would have tripled down on getting wings. I would have tripled down. Yeah, I went got Devin Vassell. I'd have tripled down again. Okay, after I got Devin Vassell, the following season, Almighty Fourth Seed, I'm tanking heavy. I'd have picked Franz Wagner or Scotty Barnes, and I would have still got me some Quentin Grimes. So now I got Quentin Grimes, Devin Vassell, and probably Franz Wagner and Scotty Barnes. Oh shit! Now I got a bunch of young wings. Now, now let, let's see them hoop now. But yo, state, and that, that's why, that's why the Tom Thibodeau hire. Although it sounded good at the time, if you look at it, it don't make no sense to begin with because we were on our way to do the slow builds like we've been asking for, for you know what I'm saying, for the past fucking 20 years. But you hired a one coach who has no fucking patience for that kind of build. You know what I'm saying? So you hired a coach who's going to come and set the culture. You know what I mean? Which is, in, in hindsight, thinking about it behind the coach for the culture is a good, is a fucking, is a good decision. But you hired the wrong fucking coach. You hired Tibbs. Tibbs has no patience for for doing slow builds like that. So then we end up wasting picks. You know what I'm saying? Like we should have traded fucking Randall as soon as we try, as soon as soon as we fucking drafted Obi. We should have traded Randall. But now look, now Obi has no fucking value. Randall has no fucking value. You know what I'm saying? And then we're stuck in. We're stuck in the perpetual tread water mode. That's what I call that shit with the Knicks organization, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's kind of like and, my dog, right? Like every time, every time I'm eating some shit, my dog will come sit by me and wait for me to drop some shit so he can fucking scoop it up, right? And that's what the Knicks been doing for the past <laughs> fucking 20 years. Treading water until another team fucking drops some shit. You know what I'm saying? Drops the ball on a star, which still hasn't happened. You know what I'm saying? And then we end up in this, in this fucking endless cycle. And now what they about to do this offseason, we about to take a bunch of steps back. Because we're going to make a bunch of bad fucking trades, right? Because we want to fucking skip steps. You know what I'm saying? We want to accelerate the timeline. So now we're about to trade for fucking Zach Levine and and, and Carl Anthony Towns and make all these bad trades, which is to me are lateral moves, right? Because if you look at that game last night, man, and what the playoffs, what a playoff series usually devolves into, it's like last night that game was it to the to the untrained eye, it looked like one of the worst basketball games you could ever watch on TV, right? But what you were seeing is, is is elite defensive execution, bro. Like, both teams were completely blowing up everything the other team wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? So then what happens? In the third quarter, Jokic, which is the alpha, which we don't – which is like the main – out of all this shit, I'm about to say the most important part is the Knicks need to find an alpha. And until we do that, we're going to be treading water because you, you saw what happens last night in the playoffs. Everything devolves into that, whereas, you know what? Everybody is getting just everybody's getting shut down. The game is get, get being played in the mud. You know what I'm saying? It's a fucking rock fight. You get any other puns you want to you want to use, but it's can your best guys beat my best guys? And you saw that Miami, although they had the fucking coaching advantage, you know what I'm saying? Like they were executing defensively. Like that was the best defense anybody has played against Denver ever in this whole fucking title run, bro. They was they was blowing up everything, but they had the two best players, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and until we can go into the playoff series with the two best players or the best player, like the 1A, a top five player in the NBA, we're going to be stuck. We're going to be doing this fucking dance, man, for the rest of time, bro. And, it's, and, it's gonna, and it takes a little bit of luck, you know what I'm saying? But if you, th- if you look at it, if we, do it we need to do it through the draft. 
It needs to be. It needs right. to be. That's the way. That's how you find these guys, man. Top five players do not become available via fucking trade. All right, there's a reason why these motherfuckers want to trade Car Anthony Towns, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a right. reason why the baddest chick in the room is single. You know what I'm saying? You gotta ask yourself that shit sometimes, yo. If she's so bad, why is she single, man? You feel me? Why mm -hmm. is Car Anthony Towns available for trade? Why are some of these guys available? You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys don't become available for trade or to via trade, man. So we gotta go through the draft. But we keep we keep showing that we don't prioritize it, man. Make your fucking draft picks, bro. Try to find a way to get oh, into the draft. Yeah. I would do the OB trade. You know what I'm saying? I would I would trade him to Indiana, try to get that pick. If not for Chris Duarte, but at least to get into the um, bottom of the second, uh, bottom of the first round, man, and get that draft pick, man. But like, I agree. It's crazy to me, man. Like, I can't believe that anybody is, is gonna sit here and tell me that like we are close to competing with a team like Denver, bro. Hell nah, bro. You you saw nah, last night, bro, I, when Jokic oh, when 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 Miami was was shutting everybody down. Jokic was like, you know what? Fuck that. Give me the ball. Top of the key. Anybody you put on me is barbecue chicken, son. And that's what the playoffs usually devolves into, man. You're playing the same team over over and over again. They're blowing up everything. They know all your sets. You know what I'm saying? They're blowing everything up. And you got to you gotta have the best player, which is why every year in the playoffs, Julius Randle, you know what I'm saying, turns into fucking uh, LaFonso Ellis. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not built like that, man. He's not built like that. We, we, he's miscast. He's underqualified for the role that we're trying to give him, but he's overqualified for the role that he should be in. You know what I'm saying? Like he should be the third option. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I don't mean like in the Aaron Gordon type of role because the only reason Aaron Gordon gets to eat like that is because you can't help off nobody. You know what I'm saying? They got shooters all over the court. They spacing is crazy. Like we could bring in all the shooters we want, but you gotta have a spacing, man. Like you need that fucking gravity. You know what I'm saying? To be able to create a system like that. So. Like, you got to be able to give up something to get something as far as, like, defensively, man. Like, Michael Porter Jr., like, defensively, he's, he looks just as lost as Obi Toppin do. You know what I'm saying? But he's a fucking 6'10". He's 6'10", and he's an elite shooter, man. So you got to be able to bring the fuck. I don't give a fuck what Tibbs wants. Uh, MPJ wouldn't be able to play for Tibbs, bro. He wouldn't be. He would, he would get benched every single game if he played for Tom Thibodeau, bro. Because he, he gets lost on, the, on defense more than Obi do. He would get pulled after he. It'd be Christian Brown and fucking Bruce Brown getting all the MPJ minutes. But you got to be able to live with those type of growing pains, man. To be able to, you know what I'm saying? Like to see what you have in like a dude like Quentin Grimes. To see what you have in these guys. Like even with the even Cam Reddish, man. You had to be able to like live with their fucking uh, their warts. You know what I'm saying? To be able to see what you have, bro. Like, but this coach has no fucking patience, man. He has no patience for that. That's why to answer uh, Billy's question. I think the first domino got to be Tibbs, man. Because if you bring in a different coach, he could maybe at least there's, – there's like there's a, a chance that he'll be able to convince Randall, you know what I'm saying, that even though he's you know, two-time All-NBA, you know what I'm saying, two-time All-Star, that his, he's better served as a number three guy behind Brunson and that number one. The problem is where the fuck – where are we going to find this number one at? He's not out there. He's not, he's not, no, I don't but, know how we gonna find this dude unless we start fucking making these draft picks instead of trading them away for dudes like Carl Anthony Towns. Cause I promise you, bro, if we go out and get Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, all these dudes, we still going out in the second round. Yo, yo, it's all about, so Rick, it's all about building the roster. Right? It's all about building the roster. Kanan, what's up, man? Guys, guys, yo, yo, it's very simple. I know. The number thing is, let emotional be on the side. Forget the emotional. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what we need. Number one, R.G. Barrett. 
Josh Hart, Shulis Randall, Mitchell Robinson, and three first round picks for who? Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I couldn't even Wait, understand. Wait, I couldn't what really he hear said. him because I think say? his mic was kind of muffled. Oh, I heard him. I heard what he said. He said, I'm trading RJ Randall Mitch. I don't For even want to hear the rest For of who? For who? I don't care. They, Charlotte, they play with you like that. <laughs> they know not to play with me like but that. The Mouse I'm not... For who? But, Charlotte, I don't know, Charlotte. Do, do you want him to finish? No. I'll let him come up here if you say you want to. No, 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 no. no. I, I couldn't hear him. His mic is very, like, I don't know if anyone, like, the static, whatever. Yo, I just... Yo, why do you have 50 Cent as your profile picture, bro? You ain't no damn 50 Cent. You're more like 5 Cent with that bullshit <laughs> take that you just came up here with. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Oh, Rando, Rando and fucking RJ. Man, all right, man. Yeah, y'all, y'all really on some bullshit today, man. if you think about it, actually, I don't even want to put more time into it, but mathematically, to put three of those players, what the fuck are you getting back? Obviously, you're a troll, which is okay. If you want to come on Twitter to troll, that's okay. You do you, and you be happy about it. <laughs> if you want to troll, do tro- that's that's what you want to do with your time. You do it. Oh man, yo! Shout out to everybody who's um supporting what I'm doing right now. As far as getting these clothes, this shit is crazy. Oh Jay, yo, my four Jay, <laughs> yo Jay. My- Hey yo, Jay, man, I gotta put, I gotta put this shit on the spreadsheet. Yo, Jay, man, my fault, Jay. Oh, Jay, we, I got your shirt. It's made. You see it in the picture, bro. I got your fire Tibbs and fire Randall shirt, but it's no 3M on it yet. We're not done with these shirts. This is just a, a, a preview sample. We're not done with these shirts. What's 3M? 3M is when you take a picture and you see how it reflects. Mm-hmm. Right, some of the words that's three M. So let's let's say if you put the shine, let's say if you take a picture with one of my hoodies on, and it's at night, the the words on the on the hoodie will shine in the picture. Ah, mm. uh, got it. Really, really neat. But you have to make sure that you don't um wash the hoodies hard. So always wash it delicate. Always. Um, I got hoodies from two three years ago that's still fresh. The reason why my hoodie with with RJ, I think it has RJ Ob Mitch and and, and um, Br- um Brunson on it. I mean, not Brunson, fucking quickly on it. That hoodie was from like four years ago. I've been had that hoodie. I had that hoodie since 2019. The only reason why I didn't really start putting um clothes out is because I had two Twitters deleted, and then the first time I tried to do this, honestly, I, I made a mistake. I was rushing. So what do what do I mean by I was rushing? I was rushing because I didn't have the I didn't have the amount of in, inventory to actually get off the clothes as fast as enough, and then and, and then try to get my return. So, for example, like I think I had I think somebody sent me some bread, and then I lost my phone literally that that night, and that same day my Twitter got deleted. So that those type of things right there is things that. I had to learn. Um, I had to learn to not fuck with random Abbies. Like, I don't do random Abbies at all. 
I don't know who got Queen P's Twitter deleted. That was messed up. That's really messed up. That's messed up. It's very disingenuous. People fail to realize like how hard other folks um um get to that point to have their Twitter like that popular. That shit is really difficult, man. And 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 people sit up here and get your shit deleted all because you don't agree with their opinion, all because you're not a fucking Ultron bot. If you're an Ultron bot, then you be an Ultron bot. If you want to be controlled, somebody on the shit, right? And shout out to Jay. Yo, Jay, man, I got you, man. I'm, I'm working right now. I'm, t- I'm Twitter spacing right now. I'm doing mad things at once, family. I got you, though, Jay. And people work hard for their shit. I will never get on this app and try to get somebody's profile deleted. I had two profiles deleted already. I should have been had 2K followers. I should have been had all of this. I should have been had this already. But you know what? There's people like me who actually genuinely love doing what I do. And and I love the support that I get. And I love the, the, the fact that it's a lot of people. You don't got to agree with everything I say, right? But I could also learn things from other people. And the fact that y'all got me back to 2,000 followers again um, and keep growing day by day, that shows the amount of love that, you know, I'm, I'm receiving. But it also shows the work I put in. And I appreciate y'all for that, man. I appreciate a lot of people who've been rocking with me, um, people who've been supporting uh, before with, with no YouTube channel, by the way. I'm on YouTube. I'm taking over YouTube next month. I already got the basis of how I want, want to do my podcast. Right out of my family liquor store, I already know the type of, the type of topics I want to tackle when it comes to the Knicks. And we're going to talk about real life sometimes, too. I don't want to just only talk um, about the Knicks the whole time. I'm going to start giving my own life story sometimes in that shit. Like, I don't want to be the guy who, you know, got a podcast and you talking, you talking about math class for about 30 minutes of your podcast. There is no guy who lives in the projects turning on a podcast to listen to math. There is no drug dealer who's sitting in his crib chopping up coke and want to hear about a plus minus. I don't know what hood you from, but I know where I'm from, and I'm from 118. And I know damn well it's not older folks listening to podcasts like that. And I salute the Nick podcast who really deep dives into those numbers and shit like that. I deep dived into some numbers earlier, talking about Randall and, and, and you know, Randall and Zach Levine and Bradley Bill. But what the fuck is numbers? What the fuck is numbers? 25, 11, and 5 don't mean shit. That don't mean shit. Because obviously in the playoffs, it didn't mean shit. It's all about your role. It's all about what, posi- what position your coach puts you in in order for you to be successful. I think I want Randall to be more successful than a lot of you people on Nick's Twitter. Even though I say I want to trade him, I, I'm one of those people. I want to see Tibbs be successful as the Nick coach. I want to see these dudes be successful. Because whenever the, whenever the Knicks win, my day is perfect. My day is fine. My day is great. I don't gotta, I don't gotta scream at nobody. I don't gotta wake up with an attitude. It's fun when it's fun when the Knicks win. I'll be damned if the Knicks win the championship. I might go get a gun. Might have to shoot this shit up. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But come on, man. Man, I can't wait to the niggas start really um, achieving the success that 
a lot of us Nick fans deserve. We deserve to have a win, but we deserve to have a starting five that makes sense and a team that makes sense under a coach that makes sense. Tibbs has run his course. I'm I'm not even I'm not going to be surprised if the Knicks regress next season as a team because of the non-changes that the Knicks have. The one thing that really pisses me off too is the the whole Josh Hart situation. And I, I find it kind of disrespectful in my opinion. Uh when Nick fans come on the app and say they'll give Josh Hart $18 million. The reason why I find it disrespectful is he's a, he's an elite rebounder. Okay, he's a person that's gonna pick up the bricks every time Nick shooters brick brick the shit. But he's an elite rebounder. He's not a guy you want the ball in his hands. He's not an elite shooter. He's a dirty work guy. He's not like Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is a shooter. Um, I know when Josh Hart got to the Knicks, he was shooting about 40% from the field from three. He was, he was red hot. I think for like two weeks, he was shooting like 55% from three. But when it comes to the playoffs, you always come back to reality, brother. Playoff time, Josh Hart helped us win that first-round series. I always want to say to Nick fans, Josh Hart, Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, Jalen Iverson. Without those four, the Knicks would have never got to the second round. And I would love to re-sign Josh Hart. But under those underlining things that I just said to y'all, why would I re-sign Josh Hart when I have Quentin Grimes, who's on a cheaper deal, on a cheaper contract, and I think he deserves even more plans. I think he deserves more on-ball reps. I think he deserves more usage rate. Why the fuck would I re-sign Hart unless... Now, this is a situation where I could see the Knicks. Now, this is a situation where I would resign hard. Absolutely. Right. If you're talking about continuity, it's a certain type of style. It's a certain type of players that you would want. Yeah, it's okay, miss, that you would want with Josh Hart. So let's say if Josh Hart coming off my bench, right? And you have Josh Hart. Okay. Who else is coming off the bench as well outside of Josh Hart? Uh, you got. Quentin, um, Josh Hart, you got Quentin Grimes, you got Manny Quickly. That's the Knicks bench as, as presently constructed, right? What what do I prefer to have on the bench with a guy like Josh Hart in order to make him an even better basketball player, but in order to make the Knicks an even better basketball team? It's one name that consistently comes to my mind, but then this name, it causes a log jam, and you will almost certainly have to give up either Quickly or you have to give up uh, – Quentin Grimes. And this situation is the, the Knicks the Knicks bringing in Chris Paul. And the Knicks bringing in Chris Paul to back up Jalen Brunson I think is the perfect move. But it also causes a log jam to the point where now why would you want to pay why would you want to pay Emmanuel quickly when you could get Chris Paul for the vet minimum? Like, what, per, what, what fucking point is that? What point is that? I'd rather have Chris. I'd rather have Chris Paul, right, on a vet minimum, than pay quickly eighty million dollars. That's just me personally, and I know the Knicks are linked to Chris Paul because of the whole Leon Rose situation. And Leon Rose used to be Chris Paul agent, but if I'm thinking about Chris Paul, then you obviously got to be thinking about either Quentin Grimes is going 
or Eli Manu quickly is going. Now your bench got Josh Hart and Chris Paul. Okay, you, you building something a little bit there. You get Chris Paul on the vet minimum. Um, and, and, and you still got Josh Hart. Okay, so basketball. Who's the other three basketball players that's on the court with those said guys? This is why I said to myself, if I'm the Knicks, I would offer a guy like Vucevic the MLE. Now, Vucevic, who used to play for Orlando, was also Orlando's number one option. And what happened to Vucevic? You know, he didn't win anything significant. Vucevic went to Chicago. What happened in Chicago? Vucevic is not a fucking number three option. He figured that out the hard way. Now, if Vucevic want to come off the bench and come to the Knicks, he would be the perfect asset for the bench because he's a center who can space the floor, big body. I love the European bigs. Love those guys. And he brings a different element to the Knicks. So if we're talking team building, right, we're just talking team building. How can I make – how can I get, um, re-sign Josh Hart for $18 million and make it reasonable, right? Now my bench is Josh Hart, Chris Paul, Quentin Grimes, right? And, and, and it sounds good. I like I liked that three, Josh Hart, Chris Paul, Quentin Grimes, right? I like Vucevic at the five with those three. But now who's your four? Because now you need a guy who's an elite def- You need an elite defender at four. Or if you don't have an elite defender at the four spot as the backup four, then you need to draft a guy. And that's where a guy like Gigi Jackson, you know, uh, a guy that D keeps bringing up. Shout out to Gigi Jackson, man. He's 18 years old, young and spry. Or you go get you another young wing who could possibly play some small ball lineup four, right? Who could play next to Vucevic. He's playing next to two vets, two former all-stars. He's playing next to Josh Hart, another dirty work player who actually doesn't need the ball, who doesn't hog the ball, too. That's one of the main things that I love about Josh Hart. He's not a ball hog. He don't try to do too much, right? He gets the ball. He moves off the ball. The one thing I do hate about Josh Hart, and this is a tips issue, is Josh Hart be bringing up the ball. Why? Let Quentin Grimes bring up the ball. I think Quentin Grimes could do more ball. But you notice Tom Thibodeau is the coach. Tom Thibodeau want to trust the vets more than he trusts our draft picks. That's not how you win championships. I never want to see Josh Hart bring up the ball for the Knicks ever again. Like, ever again. Ever again. I don't want to see him play make no more either. That is stupid. You've seen it not work in the playoffs. I damn sure don't want to see it next season. Anything that did not work in the playoffs for the Knicks, I don't want to see it next season. I don't want to see Randall on ball no more. On what planet you're an NBA team and Julius Randall leads your team in usage rate? Are you kidding me? Are you trying to win a championship? Or are you trying to just appease one man? That's why I have a, a lot of issues with the Knicks. They got to stop this bullshit. They got to stop this bullshit. I heart his ass. Brutus, I, I heart some ass. Yeah, you're damn right I forgot I heart. He ain't on the Knicks no more, in my opinion. What do I need? I, yeah. And the craziest shit I heard, I heard Charlotte took Charlotte, man, Charlotte, you killed me, man. You remind me of my little sister, man. My little sister be saying some crazy shit too, man. She said yesterday, you know, iHeart can space the floor. Space what floor? On what planet? On what fucking planet iHeart is a floor spacing five? I didn't know I do shrooms. That's shroom. That's a shroom conversation. 
He spaced the floor for the Clippers. Just saying. Charlotte. He's their best player off their bench. Just Charlotte. saying. That again? Can you repeat that again, please? I heart can space the floor. He was the best player off the bench for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. How many years ago was that? Two. Charlotte, what system does he play well, in? Well, one year ago. So the Knicks signed I heart. So like a year, one year, sorry. And what system does he play in now? An isolation one. <laughs> oh, the answers to you. Your answers to my questions. But you, so- but you said he can't space the floor. Well, I disagree with you at that. He, can, he cannot. So can you tell the folks can space the floor. I'm talking about the player, not the system, state. Okay, so tell the tell the people in this chat right now what was Ahar's three point percentage this season under the Knicks. Can I have a minute to actually look it up so I'm not wrong? Oh, oh you need a minute to look it up? You, you well, need I'm it. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. So, for his career, he's shooting... He's shooting 31%. This season, he shot 21.6 from the three-point line. Ladies and gentlemen, um, Charlotte, I want you to repeat that again like Dr. Umar. Repeat that again, please. This season, he Mm -hmm. shot with the – wait. I want to make sure I'm actually getting this right. Hold on. One second. Go ahead. Go ahead because I just seen the stat too. I just made sure I wasn't bugging. Go ahead. So – Basically, with the Knicks, he shot 21.6. But with the Lakers, not the Lakers, with the Clippers in the 2021-2022 season, he shot 46.7% after taking 132 threes. Who was his coach on the Clippers again? Not funny state. For his career now, he's shooting 31%. But he shot 46% from three with the Clippers on 132 attempts. He made 91. Um, he shot 68% from the free throw line. And forty uh sixty two point six percent from the floor. Charlotte, I'm not a pos a, a, a prosecutor, okay? You're not gonna get locked up and sent to Rikers if you just answer the question, okay? I did. We're he not gonna lock you up, okay? All I need to know is who was his coach on the Clippers? It was his second eight. Mm, you know the answer to that question. Oh, I know the answer to that question. Tibbs Ty Lou. Ty Lou. Ty Lou. Tibbs is dog shit. With that said, um, RJ, yo, RJ, what's up, bro? What what made you what bring you up here today, man? Um RJ or Monte. What's up? What, what brings y'all both up here today? Oh no, man. I'm just listening, baby. Uh, you going on a on your rent. I'm just trying to figure out. So we don't want Bill or Levine? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely. Because you know there is no perfect player. And sometimes you get a player and you fit them into your system and they fit better. Like uh like hold on, hold on. Like you watch um Aaron Gordon, who was the number four pick, and he's clearly not a number one. But on a team like Denver where he can be a number three, he fits. So it, it's all about how you fit the pieces together. Yo, 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 Monte, 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 Monte. Your background, your background sound like my nephew when I pick him up from, from, from daycare, when I pick him up from, from, from the people at daycare, right? 
and I just gave him a whole bag of gummy bears. That's what your background sound like. Where the fuck are you at, bro? You at the park? Monte, the Knicks ain't that important, man. Pay attention to the kids, Monte. Nah, I'm fucking with you, Monte. <laughs> Monte, where you at? No, I'm at, you know, got to get the little one tired before bed, you know? Let her run around a little bit. But listen, Bill, I've always called the poor man Allen Houston. I don't even think Bill is better than Allen Houston. Um, I, granted, I haven't seen him play on a regular basis. You know, sometimes you got to watch mm-hmm. a player play to see how good they are or aren't. But but that contract is monstrous. I don't know if I want to, you know, be paying Bill $60 million. So, so the one way it works in the Knicks' favor, bro, is that Bill has a no-trade clause. So oh, the sneakiest way the Knicks could get Bill, and I don't want Bill. I don't, I don't like Bill. I'm not going to say and say Bill not a playoff performer. If you look at Bill playoff stats, that man averaged in his rookie, I think in his first time in the playoffs, I think he averaged 19. And then in, every time after that, he's averaged more than 23 points in every playoff run he's had. Um, Bill, the sneakiest way you can get a guy like Bill is, do, do y'all remember the Carmelo Anthony trade? When Melo was traded from the Knicks to OKC, and OKC gave us minimal stats, even though we got Mitchell Robinson because of that deal, OKC gave us um, minimal assets in order to acquire Melo, a distressed asset, and maybe Bradley Bill is so distressed to the point in Washington where they say, okay, you know what, we just got to get off this contract, we're going to reset, we're going to tank, and we're going to build through the draft. Now, if they had that thought process and they want to take Evan Fournier, Derrick Rose, and, and fucking Obi Toppin, <laughs> and, and, and a couple of protected lottery picks. I mean, yeah, then, hey, be my guest. But I'm not giving up unprotected picks for Bradley Oh, yeah, Bill. no, definitely not. And Levine, you know, he's he tricky, right? Because I, I was going back and forth with a Bull fan after he had that great playoff game. And then the next game, he, you know, turned into a pumpkin. I just think that's who he is. He's going to give you nights where he's incredible. And then he's going to give you other nights when he's so-so. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm really iffy on both. I just like Bill for his shooting. Um, but, yeah, I'm not giving up a lot for him. Brother, both of those guys can shoot. I never said they couldn't. I think Bill had a, a 55 effective field goal percentage. I think yeah, that's what they hit me with the stats on Levine. He's a 50-something, um, you know, that stat they like to pull out to, to, to boost him up. Yeah, Bill, Bill is a productive shooter. I like Bill. Bill ain't no really – like, it's not really Bill that I got an issue with. It, everything comes down to Thibodeau, the Thibodeau fit, and it comes down to the, the, the Jalen Brunson fit. When I think of rosters, bro, I don't think – I, I got to think about the players that's already on my squad. So, anybody I bring in, fam, I'm, bring, I'm definitely bringing in uh, players who can score without the ball, but players who want to fucking defend. And players who are willing to sacrifice. I watched Bill. My, uh, I watched Bill, literally pout um, during a regular season game because the Wizards was losing. And I'm looking at him, and he's just sitting by himself doing Julius Randle stupid shit. And I'm looking at him like, "Yo, bro, that's what you signed up for. You signed up for that." Yeah, because he could have been a free agent. He chose to take the bag, which I ain't, I ain't mad at you. It's a lot of money to turn down, but he could have got out of there if he really wanted to go somewhere and win. So I feel no no pity for him. You got to suck that up and, and be a leader. 
Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely no pity. But that's the reason why I said if you could get him for the lowest amount of assets, meaning you're including Evan Fournier and 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 fucking and 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 fucking Derrick Rose in his deal. If you could get Bradley Bill without shaking none of the pieces to your core, then I think you then it was I say, all right, you know what? Then I I'll do it. But then the other fucked up apart Bradley Bill is he has a no trade clause. So now I don't want to deal with that. Unless Bradley Bill on his bullshit where he say, yo, look, man, I want to go to New York, man. Don't trade Grimes. Don't trade RJ. Don't trade none of those young boys, man. I want to go to New York and play with those young boys and Brunson and, and Randall. And, and, and I want to run with those guys. Okay. Okay, cool. You come to the Knicks. Okay, cool. But, you know, it got to be – it got to make sense, bro. Like, people talk about the starting five. Every starting five I've mentioned, I think my starting fives make sense. If, if you want to make sense with Bill, okay, you know – you know, Jalen Brunson, Bradley Bill. Y'all know how I feel about RJ. He's untouchable. Not trading him for God. RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Chris Porzingis. That's a nice starting five. It makes sense. It makes sense. That's a damn good starting five, if I'm not mistaken. But see, a starting five like that, Randle and RJ going to have to become elite defenders. And I looked at RJ Barrett's advanced stats. RJ Barrett advanced stats so as. I think his advanced stats, I think it maxed out the Tony Douglas. He has one of the worst advanced stats I've ever seen. I've, 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 literally, and I love R.J. Barrett. His advanced stats is ass. Absolute basura. So he would have to come become an elite defender. He would literally have to, like, change his body type. He got to get skinnier. He's going to have to focus more on the defensive side of the ball. Randall, he's going to have to focus more on the defensive side of the ball. Randall also will have to go to film. He's going to have to do a lot of film study and understand the angles, passing angles. He's going to have to understand where the double teams is coming from. He's, it's, it's a lot that goes into it. Bradley Bill, what option is he ready to sell you for? Because he ain't going to be the one on the Knicks. Fuck all that. He ain't, he ain't taking more shots than um, Jalen Brunt, Jalen Iverson. I don't give a shit about what nobody says. And I damn sure don't want him coming here taking more shots than R.J. fucking Barry. And I don't even think he should get more shots than Julius Randle. So then who's going to be the third and fourth option? It could work. But then who's going to be the fifth option? Because now Porzingis. But I'm not even worried about Porzingis. I mean, you, because Porzingis. you're actually making $60 million to come in and take eight shots a night. <laughs> I don't know how that works. $60 million, you want to only take eight shots a night? I don't know about that one. Yo, it depends, man. It depends. We just like all the Knicks gotta do is stay the course, don't rush, and always try to build some. Always try to strive to be better. If they could do these certain things, I think the Knicks would be in a fine spot. I'm not really not. I'm not really worried about um some of our young players. Like, I know I shit on Quentin Nilakina all the time. When I call him Quentin Nilakina, I don't want Nick fans to think I'm calling him a draft bust. When I call him Quentin Nilakina, I call him Quentin Nilakina because I was a huge Frank Nilakina fan. Nobody on this ad could tell me about Frank Nilakina. Really? You got to yes, tell me about was, that. What made you like brother, Frank? Brother, Frank Nilakina was like the goat to me, wow. brother. Do you know the, the – I said so many bad takes about Frank Nilakina. I'll give you the worst take I've ever said about him. 
I came on this Twitter at, and I said Frank Nilakina has Kawhi Leonard defense. So Knicks fans can't tell me that I'm not wow. delusional or wrong with him. I could get wow. right? on here and say, I used to say Kevin Knox had a better rookie year than Brandon Ingram's second year. Yeah, I did used to say that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did, because I capped for anyone. No, I'm with you, baby. No, I didn't give up on him until, you know, Frank third year, because, you know, he had the injury. Knox, I, 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 Knox, I always wondered, like, he wasn't never getting a shot, but now he just, I don't know, man. Knox just didn't seem like he wanted it, man. It, it, his demeanor was never like, I want it. So, everybody's demeanor is not going to be your demeanor. No doubt. One of the disrespectful things that I hear from Knicks fans, and we got to stop doing this, is stop my fault. I didn't mean to press mute everybody. But stop projecting your feelings and emotions on a man you never met. Stop trying to project that that man don't work hard just because uh, uh, he don't fucking run up and down every play on the court. Do we say that about Julius Randle? Julius Randle fucking, his fucking defensive effort be ass. I've never, have you ever said that about him? Does he look like he don't want it? Did he look like he ain't want it versus Max Struess? Did it look like Jalen Brunson wanted when he was getting hunted on defensive possessions every play for Miami Heat? Did it look like Mitchell Robinson wanted when Eric Spoelstra schemed him out of the out of the fucking second round? So I can't put those projections on, on on these young men, these young black men, these young white men, these young European foreigners, these young foreign players. I. I'm not saying that about these guys. They work their asses off to get to the NBA. How dare I call somebody lazy? How? Impossible. Impossible. Kevin Knox, the reason why Kevin Knox didn't work out is because you did not hold him accountable since his rookie year. You let him come in. Shout out to David Fisdale. David Fisdale, the GOAT, by the way. Love David Fisdale. Love him to death. David Fisdale, he let Knox shoot damn near 20 shots a game. No accountability. He let Knox do whatever. But you can see the potential there. You can see the 6'9 body frame. You can see some nights where he was the youngest Nick to ever have 25 and 15. He was the youngest Nick to have 30 and 15. He had 31 and I believe 16 on Giannis. He was one of those guys. But what the Knicks do, they do the same dickhead shit that they've been doing since I've been growing up. The 2000 to 2010 Knicks flavor. We're going to sign all of these journeymen vets and we're going to supplant them over our rookie draft picks. And we're going to play through the journeymen vets like Mook Morris, Bobby Portis. You know, let's sign a million power forwards. Chill out. Six know. man of the year, Bobby Portis. Give him his respect. Six man of the year, Bobby Portis. No. Brother, brother, <laughs> I heard enough of you for that. I heard enough of you for today. Bobby Portis was ball hogging from Kevin Knox. I don't never want to hear about Bobby Portis again. He's ass. Disrespectful to my intelligence. I had to watch that man steal shot attempts from Kevin Knox. Man shooting step back middies. He don't shoot none of that on, on, on Milwaukee. You know why? Because Chris Colby Middleton will look at him like he's a dickhead. Why are you shooting that, brother? Why are you shooting that? We, yeah. we, we stifled Kevin Knox development. That was Nick's management fault. That is not Kevin Knox's fault. Kevin Knox, put Kevin Knox on Miami. Let him let him get a get an off season in Miami under Eric Spoh. 
put him in, in Golden State. Let him get an offseason over there. Put Yo, him let in. him swap with Michael Porter Jr. Because that, that's oh, what people uh, think. Like, if he drafted Michael Porter Jr., he would have still been the same. But I absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, we'll see with Kevin Knox. He's still young enough where he can catch on. So, you know, hopefully he get the right situation for himself. Yeah, but my point about that is Mo Harkless and Alfred Payton not in the NBA. And I was subjected to watch those men for months. And I kept telling Knicks fans, where is your foresight? You have to play these young guys maximum minutes so you can understand who the fuck this guy is and put that guy in a position to succeed. If you want Obi Toppin spotting up shooting threes, you should have traded him and kept Knox. <laughs> It makes sense. Knox want to stand in chuck threes all day. Knox want keep Knox. Why are you paying Evan Fournier eighteen million dollars? Well, you could have just kept Knox for six million. You could have just kept him. You could have just kept Frank Nilakina. You could have kept him. What the other five, five ninjas is doing on that bench? Tibbs only plays seven people anyway. Tibbs is the reason why the Knicks lost in the playoffs. Why the fuck is Randall playing 37 minutes a game and he's on a bum ankle just to give stupid-ass Nick fan base that excuse of saying, well, Randall is hurt. Shout-outs to Jimmy Butler. It ain't no fucking excuses. You lost. Period. Dip, what's up, bro? Yo. And, you know, you can tell he hurt too, Jimmy Butler. He was hurt the whole time. He just kind of, like, got through it. Probably not as bad as Randall. I think Randall was hurt bad, but again, to my whole point, while we're watching the game, I'm like, please bench him. He's, I, I couldn't tell he was hurt, but I'm like, he's he not giving it right. He's not giving it at all. He's not running back. Just bench him. Give him a rest. Maybe he's tired. Maybe he was tired. I don't even know. But like you said, that was on the coach. They, we didn't make no adjustments against the Heat. Like no adjustment. I'm watching. I watched in Denver. They said, oh, let me just put a big person on Jimmy Butler, and he passed the ball every time. I said, oh. <laughs> All you had to do was put a big person on him, and he wouldn't beast him in the post. He would pass the ball. You wouldn't have to double team him. That's all it took was a six eight, six nine body on him to make him like, okay, let me share the ball. I, I can't dominate a six ten, six six nine body. Was it that simple? Maybe not, but that's what Denver did, and he passed the ball most of the game until the end. So they was forcing him to score. So I'm, I'm like, we couldn't think of that. We kept, we kept putting Josh Hart, and Josh Hart wasn't doing anything. And then we kept doubling, and the doubling was just giving everybody else wide-open shots. Everybody was eating. Like, I don't think Thibodeau's a bad coach. I really don't. He's a good coach, but he's not a good playoff coach. He's an awful playoff coach. He's awful. Like, if people think Doc Rivers is a bad coach, then, boy, <laughs> Tom Thibodeau, he ain't – I think he probably worse. Because I don't think Thibodeau listened to – at least Doc Rivers probably listened to the assistant coach. You see Ty Lue, Ty Lue say, oh, let's, let's do this. He's like, all right, let's do it. I don't think Thibodeau listen to his sister coach. He's going to do what he want to do. We're going to keep playing drop coverage. We ain't going to go small. <laughs> Yo, you want to know so crazy about Doc Rivers, Dip? Doc Rivers been losing playoff leads since 01. I literally watched Doc Rivers as a 12-year-old lose a 3-1 lead with prime Tracy McGrady. I, lo- I watched that shit with my own two eyes. So I knew he was I knew he was overrated. Oh, oh, he was a coach then? I don't even remember him. I didn't even know he was a coach. I remember that series too. Don't go look it up. If you think oh I'm Oh my god, I remember that series because you know, I was a big T Mac. I mean, T Mac to me, he was at that time, he was arguably the best player in the NBA. But he got the that was Detroit Pistons. He had 3-1. The Detroit Pistons. That wasn't like a 
a, a baby team. That was the, that was a future champion, Detroit Pistons. He had them boy three one. That series was over. Everybody thought that series was over. I, I can't. We got. I would love to go back and watch to see how they blew that three one lead. Yo, dip. I, yo, I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go tonight and watch some old classic games to to, to really watch this shit. Doc Rivers was the Orlando Magic head coach. He was the reason why Tim Duncan did not go to Orlando back in 2000 because two, Tim Duncan was going to sign with the Orlando Magic. Grant Hill was going to be on the Orlando Magic, but we all know Grant Hill was dealing with injuries and shit, right? But Tim Duncan asked Doc Rivers, can I bring my family onto the team playing? Doc Rivers said no, and y'all know Tim Duncan re-signed back with the Spurs and the rest is history. So Doc Rivers been a fuckboy. And he don't even got no game theory in him. You say yeah, then when he get there, you say no. <laughs> you don't even got no game theory with him. You say yeah, 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 yeah. You say whatever you want until, and then when you get there, that paper signed, then you then you try to reel it back like Pat Riley did LeBron James. He was like, oh yeah, everybody good. And after a while, he was like, oh, no, nah, everybody can't go on the plane. <laughs> that's, that's all you got to do. And after that, you already got two rings. Who cares if he leaves? That's a fact. So you know. When when it comes to coaching, like I, I've seen, uh, I've seen the Knicks like in my lifetime hire so many Hall of Fame coaches, so many great coaches, um, in NBA history, um, and I've seen the Knicks tarnish a lot of coaches' legacies. Man, um, Phil Jackson's stint with the Knicks tarnished his legacy. Um, for a lot of Knicks fans, uh, tarn- completely tarnished it. Phil Jackson was eleven, was in. 11-time, I think, NBA champion at the time. He won six with the Bulls, and he won five with the Lakers, right? And he was an elite coach in, you know, the Knicks since Red Holtzman, right? You know, shout-outs to Willis Reed. He coached one year. And right? two and two rings on it as a player. Yep, shout-outs to Red Holtzman, the greatest Knicks coach of all time, um, 1967 to 1977, and he had a 59% um, winning percentage in his time as the Knicks head coach. So shout-outs to Red Holtzman, man. Willis Reed coached the Knicks for a season, 1977 to 1978. He had the 51 um, winning percentage, right? We had Hubie Brown. Hubie fucking Brown, right? Legendary commentator, by the way. From 1982 to 1986. Then we had Bob Hill from 1986 to 1987. He had a, oh my God, he was horrible. Then in 1987, the Knicks hired Rip Pitino. Shout out to Rip Pitino. Um, he had a 54 winning percentage, right? Rip Pitino, I think also um, OG say he had a team called the Bomb Squad. The Bomb Squad had Mark Jackson and those boys on it. The Knicks traded Mark Jackson for Charles Smith. Go look up Knicks Charles Smith on YouTube. And you tell me if you're going to like Charles Smith. <laughs> Charles Smith with Mark Jackson. <laughs> and then Mark Jackson goes and be an Indiana legend, and he's a top five NBA all-time in assists. <laughs> Let's just trade Mark Jackson. <laughs> then in 1990, you get Stu Jackson at the Rip Pitino, Right? Then you get John McLeod. Then he goes. Now you got Pat Riley, legendary head coach. Legendary. Legendary fucking head coach. 68% winning percentage. A 68 winning percentage? And Pat Riley, you don't give him 10% stake in, in, in on the Knicks to keep him? 
So you let him walk to Miami in 1990? How dare you? Hardly Then you had Don Nelson in 1995 to 1996. Shout out to Don Nelson. He's a weed smoker, and he's one of the greatest coaches I've ever seen coaching the NBA. I've seen Don Nelson coach the Mavericks. That shit was a beautiful offense. Beautiful offense. And he's a, a five-time NBA champion as a player. Yo, can you talk about the Don Nelson? Because that was that hire made no sense because he was just coming from Golden State Warriors where they were the only team to not run a center in the NBA. And then you're going to hire him while you got your feature player as a center. I'm a, I'm a, it, it didn't make no sense. That's that that type of question is not up my alley. That type of question is reserved for people like Rick, Rob, Rouse, Brutus, the, the the OG. That's an OG question. Right there. Yeah, he he was the coach of the Run DMC Warriors. Yep. So he was, and they didn't run. Sometimes they ran that a foreign. So Rudis Marshallonis in center, and then they were they ran Chris Webber at center, which he really. Never played center again until like uh, 2002, 2003. But he was a starting center when he came in the league. And he was the only, the only team not running the center. And then they hired him in the Knicks when the feature player was a center. But continue. So one of the underlining, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Conspiracies that I heard about was Don Nelson wanted to trade. He wanted to trade Ewing and he wanted to bring in Shaq. In 1996. And also, I heard another rumor that the Knicks had a chance to sign Michael Jordan when he was a free agent. But that's why Chicago gave Michael Jordan the bag because Michael Jordan basically just threatened Chicago. I'm going to the Knicks. If you don't pay me my fucking money or I'm going to just retire again or some bullshit. So the Knicks were supposed to have Jordan and, and Shaq. It's quote unquote conspiracy theorists. Uh, but that's from what I heard. And Basically, Don Nelson trying to trade Patrick Ewing, it caused a mutiny in the locker room. And the players said, you know what, Don Nelson, fuck you. Uh, we don't we don't want you no more. And that's when you get introduced after Don Nelson to Jeff Van Gundy. Shout out to Jeff Van Gundy. Legendary commentator. Um, legendary Nick coach. Uh, 1999 got the Knicks to the finals, but Patrick Ewing was hurt, so it was nobody else to battle with the Spurs. And Tim Duncan and David Robinson's Twin Towers. Um, Jeff Van Gundy quit on the Knicks back in 2001. Then you bring in Don Chaney. Then you bring in Herb Williams. Then you bring in Lenny Wilkins. Then you bring back Herb Williams. Then you bring in Larry Brown. Then you bring in Isaiah Thomas. Then you bring in Mike D'Antoni. There's a fucking reason why a Knicks fan like me who watched the whole 2000 Knicks is always pissed off with the Knicks. I am never happy with this team all the way. Never, ever happy with the team all the way. Did you hear those names I just named off? I remember back in 08, Isaiah Thomas said, I got a starting five, and every single player in my starting five could average 20 points. Are you fucking shitting me? Did Nick fans even, do Nick, young Nick fans even know? And, and, do they know? Do they know these things? Young Nick fans is on crack. Straight crack. The crazy part about the Isaiah regime is that Isaiah did pick really good players. He just never got a coach to make it fit. Like Jamal Crawford and Zebo should have been. Man, he had he picked good play. Well, except for the uh the the center who took the money and you know 
was getting drunk. But outside of that, Isaiah picked really good plays because that Scott Layton era where he had five bum-ass point guards. Uh, I can't remember their names, but I know we had like three or four point guards and none of them can play. That was the worst era ever in, in Knicks history, the Scott that Layton disgusting. era. That was disgusting. <laughs> like people bring up some of those names, Chris Mills, a washed-up Wizardspoon, Clarence Wizardspoon, which I didn't even like Clarence Wizardspoon in his prime, let alone the washed-up Clarence Wizardspoon. Oh, my. Is Tom Gugliotta, wasn't he on the team, too? Tom Gugliotta? <laughs> Tom <It's> just, Gugliotta. <laughs> that's just disgusting names. <laughs> it was a relief when Isaiah came, and you like some of the names. They look oh, pretty. God. Still wasn't wins, but it, look, it used to look – it didn't make your eyes hurt. Oh, oh my Scott Lane was horrible. The worst, the worst GM ever, Scott Lane. Oh, Howard Isley. He, he got yeah, Howard Isley. Oh, my God. He was so oh, bad. Oh, he was, oh, he's bad. <laughs> oh, God. And, and, and through 2000, 2010, once again, just to name off some of these coaches, Jeff Van Gunny, John, Don Chaney, Herb Williams, Lenny Wilkins, Lenny Wilkins, Herb Williams again, Larry Brown, Isaiah Thomas, and Mike fucking D'Antoni. That was what I what I grew up in my teenager years with. I yo, I yo, say, yo, say, what's the, what's the common denominator in all them coach and most of them coaches you name, bro? <laughs> splashy, it's splashy fucking hires, man. Big name hires. You know, say they're trying to win the back page of the newspaper, man. But the Knicks been trying to do that shit for thirty years, man. They're trying to win the back page of the newspaper from who? I don't know from who, because all we had the only competition was the fucking New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? But every move we've been we've made for the past 30 years have been for the back page of the fucking newspaper, man. And that's why we still tread in water to this day. Facts. Even though hindsight, Dan Tony was still a good coach, and Don Nelson, hindsight. <laughs> now that we, after they left the Knicks, it's funny how they got successful. Oh man, Knicks. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Dan Tony. So in 2010. You know, 2010 was a transition year. Um, I believe I experienced my first lockout in the NBA. Like, 2011 summer was lit. I was watching Braun and KD on the same team with Prime, Dwayne Wait, 2011 summer was lit. I'm not going to lie. Basketball was, oh, oh, boys, oh, Knicks fans. Oh, my God, NBA fans. Yo, y'all don't know what y'all missed. Then 2011 comes around. You know, shout outs to my guy, Carmelo Anthony, one of the greatest Knicks of all time who should have his jersey retired. Uh, Carmelo Anthony come, pulls up. Now, that's this is the first superstar that I experienced on the Knicks. Um, I always viewed Amari Stoudemire as a star. Me, personally. I watched Amari Stoudemire on the Phoenix Suns for years. Phoenix Suns was one of my favorite teams growing up. Matter of fact, the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks was so two of my favorite teams growing up. And I was a diehard Knicks fan, but those two teams, they was always fun to watch. I remember when Dallas, good afternoon, man. I remember when Dallas had Steve Nash and Dirk. Uh, I remember when Dallas had Jay, um, um, Jason Terry and all of those boys. Dallas was always fun to watch. I remember when Dallas had Antoine Jameson and Antoine Walker on the same team. Are you shitting me? I remember that. Da- I remember Dallas. Phoenix Suns, I love Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash. You got Rajah Bell. You got Boris Diaz. That was, those were some fun-ass fucking teams. I ain't even going to hold y'all up. So I grew up off, off a lot of those squads. And I thought Mike D'Antoni was going to do something great. And then after Mike D'Antoni, 
you know, Melo said, fuck this guy, get me somebody else. <laughs> so we hired Mike Woodson. Shout out to Mike Woodson, man. Shout out to I miss Mike Woodson, man. Shout out to Woodson, man. I miss that guy, man. Um, he he started to implement Mike D'Antoni's system. Uh, heavy three-point shooting. If Knicks fans go back to the 2012 season at Knicks tape year, the Knicks broke every three-point record known to man. I remember when the Knicks, the first, I think it was the first game of the season, the Knicks violated Miami. That I swear to God, I thought we was going to the finals that year. Well, I'm watching the game. I'm like, oh my God, we beating the shit out of Miami. And we mad tall. We is too big for Miami. That was when we had Mari. Mari was healthy. Tyson Chandler was healthy. Melo was healthy. Everybody was healthy. We beat the living shit out of Miami. And I thought we had a chance. But then the Knicks team started breaking down. And me being a, a futurist, I always think for the future. Somehow, some way, I said, yo, this shit is not sustainable, fam. You got 38 Jason, 38-year-old Jason Kidd. Um, Melo's second best player was fucking J.R. Smith. You know, you got all these other young players. But then most of your rotation was old. Tyson Chandler, I think he was about 30. Amari Stoudemire, he had knee problems, right? Then you don't amnesty Amari Stoudemire because of MSG politics being undefeated. Instead of amnestying Amari Stoudemire, you amnesty Chauncey Billups and then re-sign the motherfucker. For what? Wait a season for Chris Paul. You got to wait. got to be patient. Or don't trade all your fucking assets for Melo. Save some assets so after you trade for Melo, now you could go back and you could probably go out and trade for Chris Paul. Because Chris Paul originally was not supposed to go to the Clippers. He was supposed to come to the Knicks. Can we say something about that Melo trade? Um, Can we? I hate when people pretend like the Knicks gave up so much for Melo. Like fucking Wilson Chandler and and, uh, Gallinari... Gallinari is floated around the NBA. He's been okay. Wilson Chandler was playing in China. That team that the Knicks broke up, they was playing hard, but they wasn't. Come on. People act like so, they so broke the Knicks, up the a, Knicks a gave up, The Knicks gave up way too much for that trade. Uh, I don't think it was you too know, much. Do you know who just won a championship yesterday? The last piece of that trade. Jared Jeffries and... It was crazy. It was crazy about Dejounte Murray won a chip yesterday. <laughs> and what's crazy about what Monte just said to me was, um, as as far as like the Knicks is concerned and that mellow trade, we gave up too much, Monte. The reason why we gave up too much is you got to think about hindsight. I'm not trading Wilson Chandler, Daniel Gallinari, all those draft picks when I could just wait until the summer and get Carmelo Anthony for free. No, 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 sir. Denver was not letting him walk out the building for nothing. He was going to to Brooklyn. If if he doesn't go to the Knicks, Brooklyn makes that trade instead of for Darren Wilson. That's that's not true. That's a narrative. That's not true. The last piece piece of that trade, Gallinari. We think Denver lets their best player, their all-time best player at that point, Leave in the summer and get nothing in return. No, that's what we think they might happen. Brooklyn was in. No, it would have been a sign of trade, but we wouldn't have had to give up. We wouldn't have had to give up all that. The last piece. Hold on, hold on. Melo was a free agent. He wanted to come to the New York Knicks. I got family members that are family with Melo. He was a free agent. Dolan pulled the trigger because Donnie Walsh. 
screwed up and he promised LeBron and Chris Bosh and whatnot. And we ended up with Snodemeyer. So he didn't trust him. Brooklyn was building a stadium. New Jersey was building a stadium in Brooklyn. And the scare tactic said, oh, Brooklyn's going to get him because he just wants to come around New York. That was not true. But though I, I pulled the trigger I, and said, give up the house because I want him tomorrow. And that's but, why I'm but you can't still take mad that chance. Day because but everybody. On, I, I don't think Denver, Denver doesn't let him walk for nothing. Everybody rags on Melo for taking no, the bag. No, no, he came after. As soon as Melo went to what's his name, they made the Darren Williams taking trade. the bag. Yo, yo. This is state space. So many people talking at the same time. Instant mute. Let's bring it back a little bit, Monty. Bring it back a little bit, Rob. Y'all both killing me. Rob, go, then Monty, rebuttal. And then I want to hear this interesting thought that Jig got. Because Jig always come up here and he say some crazy, silly-ass shit that pisses me off. And I know he's going to say something within the next 15 minutes to piss me off again. Jig, mute yourself. I didn't ask you to speak yet. I asked Rob to speak real quick. And then I want Monty to rebuttal him. And then Jig, you can speak. But as far as Monty... You are wrong, in my opinion, because Melo could have played with Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, and all of those boys, and Amari Stoudemire, and that would have been a way better constructed team, and you still have all of your draft picks, and you could have went out and, and gave up less for another player, and you could have solidified your whole roster. So the Knicks actually rushed, but Dolan was a thousand times a I agree with Dolan a thousand times over on making that trade. You do that trade every time. It's just the moves you make after the trade that fucks everything up. You got to go get Chris Paul with Carmelo Anthony. It's all about archetypes. It's all about roster construction. It's all about team building. If you have a guy like, let's bring it to modern day Knicks. If you have a guy like Julius Randle who plays in the paint, you want his big ass in the paint. You have to get a guy like Mitchell Robinson out the starting lineup, and you have to put in a center who spaces the floor. If you go look at the advanced statistics for Julius Randle, every single fucking season he's been a Nick, he's been shooting less and less and less from zero to three feet from the basket. So from zero to three feet in his years in the Lakers, all of them shits is above 40%, above 30%. On the Knicks, it is... 20, 22%, 14%, 21%. That tells me he's not near the fucking rim and he is not driving to the paint. That is a roster construction issue and that is also a coaching scheme issue. We have to make changes. We have to. And I don't understand why Nick fans are so scared of the whole, oh, you know, I got to keep all my players this out of the third on what fucking planet Zach Levine fits with Randall. That is dumb. That is dumb. One dude got a 30 usage rate. The other dude got a 29 usage rate. Jalen Brunson got a 28 usage rate. So I'm going to just see three ninjas each night shoot at least 60 shots? Really? Combined? Really? I ain't interested in that bullshit. They better get the fuck out of here. Let's get Dylan Brooks. Now, so let's talk about it. Since you want to troll, you know. No, I'm not trolling, bro. I'm saying let's get let's get Brooks. No, 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 no. Let's talk ball real quick. How does Zach Levine and Brunson fit together? I'm not even trying to talk about that. No, 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 no. 
that's your narrative. How does Zach Levine and Jalen Brunson fit together? You got a whole panel right here for you to explain. I just came to talk hoop, bro. I'm not trying to get into that. No, it's a trap, man. We no, you trap me with this shit every single time, bro. I'm not, I'm not doing it. What you mean? Nah, bro. Trap? I'm good. What you? Mean? You know what it is. You know what it is, people. He's so used to being in company man spaces. Yeah, bro. I'm, they I'm all outnumbered shake. out here, bro. So I'm, I'm good. No, oh, yeah. As long as you know you're in the objective <laughs> man space with objective people that will tell you about yourself, uh, you're good, right? So what is on your mind today? Because it, it, it seems like you got something on your mind. So what is on your mind? It's a, it's a nice day. It's Tuesday. We're, we're almost halfway through the week. I don't give a shit about that. What's your basketball take? I don't give a fuck about uh, that. The Knicks should definitely trade for Zach Levine and or Peel. Why? Because I don't want Brunson to die. Can you, do you have advanced statistics or numbers to back up your claim? I do. Name them. I'm good, bro. Why you go? What, what's up? You can't give me what's up? You scared of state? No, I, I just want to have fun on the space and talk hoops. I don't come up here often, you know, so I'm chilling. Oh, so if, if you don't want to give his advanced statistics, do you want me to do it? Because I got a computer in front of me with them shits already on, with a, with, a, with a page already open to it. So do you want me to do it? Because I don't like that. On, on why they don't fit? Yes, on why they, they do not fit at all. I mean, sure. I mean, I see Bill has a usage of 20. That's a high usage rate. Oh, 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 Zach Levine, 29 as well. But brother. they can shoot the damn ball, brother. Brother. If Zach Levine not making can, shots. Can Brooks shoot? What Yo, it's a yes or no oh, question. Can Brooks shoot? Can, no, can yes. Dylan Brooks shoot? He's not the shooter that I want. So, on, we so what do the Knicks already. need? Like, let's, let's. Hold on. If Zach Levine's shot not falling, how does no, he I'm help the Knicks No, I'm asking you, what do five? we need? No, 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 no. It's my space. You're in my crib. I'm not in your crib. Now, you answer my question. What's, I'm sorry, what's the question? If Zach Levine's shot not falling, how does he help the Knicks starting five? Um, By being a decoy, honestly, because he if... <laughs> no, I'm serious, bro, because you, you don't run zone with Zach on the wing, bro. You really don't. What's, what's so funny? I think what he's saying, I think what he's saying is Zach has to be accounted for. You know what I mean? Well, are 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 people sitting in the zone versus Zach, or are they doing that versus Josh Hart and RJ? You know, I'm just. Yo, bro. So, so you're saying you're saying pretty much because Zach Levine is a threat offensively. That I shouldn't have to explain this, guys. Yeah. This is this is common knowledge. Bro, Gosh, sure. brother, I, mean, I actually, I, bro, I'm I'm, 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 trolling. I'm 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 keeping it a butt. I mean, you brought the topic up, so I'm just following. I actually lead. didn't, man. So. State State wants you to say something about his defense, man. Well, how does he help you on a oh, defense? Oh, no, he's no, not that's... the best defender at all. No, but but in this case, <laughs> I mean, like, the best case scenario is that you hope, like, the offense and you can still balance the defense with Mitch. But the, the I think, all right, is it common knowledge in here that we need offense or are we still talking about, you know, role players and defensive guys? Brother, brother. State don't like light-skinned players. players. You said we, we, we don't like light-skinned? Think, no, no, state, state don't like light skin. <laughs> he wants Dylan Brooks, bro. Dylan Brooks is light skin as hell. Can we be more specific, please? Right? The Knicks had the, the sixth highest offensive rating in NBA history last season. 
right? So when you say we need more offense, now, now do the playoffs. <laughs> It's not. It's not cute, bro. Nah, that's a bull. That's a bull. That's a bullshit. That's one of the most yeah, misleading. I'm saying, yo, playoffs, dude. It's not cute, bro. In the playoffs, it was not cute. That stat is misleading because I think what my man's trying to say is that Levine he gives us like we don't have nobody who can create a shot off the dribble on the Knicks. Zach Levine will do that. Now I'll, I'll you know hold on. We both hold on. Play. I'll give you this, bro. I'll give you this state. You say Zach. Zach is not the perfect guy. If you if we could pick whoever we wanted in the league, like. That, that that might be available. I wish maybe Brandon Ingram would be available. I would I would take him over yo, Zach. That's fucking, yo, 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 oh, yo, Zach would be a horrible yo. move. Yo, yo, no, he's yo, not yeah. horrible. Hell no, he's not horrible. You, oh, no, but yo, is he available? I don't know. I missed the report. Not available. I'm sorry but, to cut you Jay, off, Billy. My people bad. like this is what I talk about with you, young NBA fans. Y'all don't know shit. I don't know shit. Y'all really don't know. shit. No, no, you really don't. You gotta learn. <laughs> okay. State, why you gotta, no, why you gotta do that, though, State? You know what I mean? Why you, why nah, you he just, do he, that, he do it for fun, bro. It's not, it's... You do it in my crib. Yeah, I do it the fuck I want in my crib. If I want to you know. fucking be naked in my crib... Wait, hold the fuck up. You don't talk over me in my crib. If I want to be naked in my crib with my dick out, I could do that in my crib. You in my space. If you want to start a space, I come pull up to you, and you could be a control freak just like me. You can be in control. You can be in control. You can do whatever the fuck you want in your crib. In my crib where I pay rent for, you listen to my rules. Okay? Zach Levine, Jay, say nothing about offense. If Zach Levine shot not falling, how does he help the Knicks? On defense, he's probably not, you know, helping. But you still have, you probably hope to keep, like, Hart and Grimes for that. And then you still have Deuce. Yo, 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 brother, 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 brother. Listen, and this is how, like, you got to break these young Nick fans down to listen to how stupid break me they fuck down. <laughs> that, that's the young guard's opinion. <laughs> that's all. So, so, so li- listen to me, Wolf. Yo, this is, this is comedy, man. So, so, you mean to tell me, Jay, that you're bringing in six foot five, uh, 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 Zach Levine, right? Yeah. And you telling me six foot four and six foot three Quentin Grimes will help defend the perimeter with six foot one Jalen Brunson? That's what you're telling Nick fans right now? Not the bigger wings, no, but he's he's a very good defender. Is you on crack? No, not at all. (laughs) So none of your wings is above six five. No. What's, Yo, you can't make that what's so funny, bro? Because you don't understand the concept of team building. People so, like you so what would your starting lineup of like what what's your preferred starting lineup? I don't want Zach Levine. I'm, I'm but good. what's your what's your Ew preferred no. five? Ew no. So so wait, state's preferred five? What's yeah. the caveats? No, and then do do you think non shooters win in basketball? Yeah. Uh, Bro, brother, brother, brother. You asked me for a I asked you two five. questions. I, you I asked you two. Jay. Hold on, hold this. Answer my first question, bro. What's the first question? Do you think non-shooters win in the NBA or no? No, absolutely not. Okay, so now Continue. now give your preferred starting lineup real quick. So my preferred start. What is the caveat, though? Because hey, I'm I'm feeling like I could just throw a narrative out there, and I, I feel like you're trying to drag some basketball talk out of me. No, I mean like for realistic 
historical purposes, let's just assume all right, Randall's here. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess you you, you want to trade Mitch, or you want to get rid of Mitch, or I love Mitch. I don't want to trade Mitch. Oh. If if anything, so my first move. Like so there's three been... spots locked up, and I I needed to fill in the last. Hold, hold on, no, it's not. Listen to me, right? My preferred starting five. My center's Porzingis. We under the caveat we keeping Randy right. I want to yeah. fucking ass and send him to Wakanda, but I understand that Randall his issues is not always his fault. I gotta understand that Tibbs is really a dickhead. So with that said, you know just the caveat we keeping Randy. My starting my starting center is Chris Porzingis. Why? Because Porzingis don't need the ball to be effective. He's one of the best um, um, rim protectors in the league. He can space the floor. Him How many games is he going to play? He played more games than Mitch, right, this year? Oh, my God. Stop cutting me off, please, man. Please, man. You're killing me. Now, Porzingis and Brunson was a plus 11 when they played together. They have chemistry already. Porzingis doesn't need to be in the paint, and I'm not expecting for him to post up. I want actually Porzingis on the three-point line spacing that floor. Now that makes Randall more dangerous. I just gave y'all a stat where he's shooting less and less and less at the rim, and he's shooting more on the perimeter. I want Randall more at the rim where he's great at and where he needs to be at. So my Porzingis acquisition is basically to help Randall get space. It helps RJ get space for him to work, and it helps Brunson get space to get him to work. So that's my, my my starting center. My starting four is Julius Randle. We all know what Randle could do. Randle, 25, 11, and 4 is one of the most inflated stats in NBA history. I hate when Nick fans bring up his 25, 11, and 4. It is one of the most dumbest stats in NBA. I, I'm so done with that stat. But I do understand that Julius Randle's in the wrong role. He needs to be in a lesser role. And I understand that his, his game, right, very bullet, bully ballish. Um, could play on. He could. He's good on ball. He's cool on ball. Would you want to? Yo, play? stay. Ho- hold on, bro. Let me let me ask Jig a question. So, you said at the beginning of your take, bro. Respect. No, no. Hold nah, on. I, hold I, on. I will not respond. Hold on. I'm hold not, on. Not hold on. I got a question for you, brother. I got a question for you. Hold on. Hold on. When the host asks you to fucking talk, you not in. We not in your crib. <laughs> you and Howard Craig, bro. You got an fucking question when he asks you. I just, I just want to talk basketball. This ain't even narratives. So my question to Jig is: In the beginning of your tig, you said that you want to save Brunson, right? I answer for it. I answer for hold it. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm asking that. That's what like you this. said, right? Yeah, no, that's no, what smooth. Said. I ain't got time for that. that hold on, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Listen, I. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually give him an option, right? So you said you want to save Brunson, right? So if you want to save Brunson, why would you want to keep Randall if you want to save Brunson? And, and, and that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I I can explain why somebody. No, no, no! I didn't ask you, Wu. You're motherfucker. Yo, you're not getting it. Somebody right? else, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on! I'm asking a question because, because listen, this is this is what. This is if it was up to me, I want to know. Would you rather do this? Would you rather trade for Zach Levine now, right? You trade for Zach Levine now, or 
Would you rather wait until next year's offseason and you get Donovan Mitchell for free? Donovan for free. Okay, I, I can roll with that. I can roll with that. But so, so you got some common sense. Okay, that that that's cool. So let me. So you want to save Brunson, but let me get this straight. So in your world, you you want to trade for Zach Levine or Bill? Give me give me your choice. Which one would you rather have? It's your team. You run the front office. Which one do you want, Zach Levine, or do you want uh, Bill? Definitely Zach. Okay, so if you want to save Brunson from your words, why would you keep Randall, who don't show up in the playoffs, but you would trade R.J. Barrett, who showed up in the playoffs? If you want to save Brunson, you, you want to save Brunson, right? Why would you keep the worst player and trade the second best player on the team? <laughs> I think I think a better way to try to present that is no, there ain't no better fucking way. I, it's, it's a simple ass question. If you want to save Jalen Brunson, why would you keep Julius? Because that's a narrative, right? If you want to save Jalen Brunson, why on earth would you keep the guy who was never shown up in the playoffs, but you trade the player that was the second best player on a playoff team in the playoffs? So, if you want to save, uh, I didn't ask you, State. Motherfucker, I want to know from Jig. Why does he, if you want to save Brunson. No, I'm not drinking. I'm keeping it real. I'm listening to this dumbass conversation. I want to know if you want to save Brunson. I'm going to ask you one more time. Why would you trade the second best player and keep the worst player? That's what I want to know. Peace and love to you, bro. Yo, um,. I think because Jig does a little sniff on the side. Um, I think that's, that's fucked up, though, man. That's Come on, man. I'm not going to say that about the man. Come on, oh, Steve. Come on, Steve. Jig do a little sniff if he's talking like that. I, I'm not putting it past nobody. I don't care if you're 19, the 55, the 85, the 100. You might do a little sniff if you want to see Zach Levine and Julius Randle. But, but, but look, that's a, you know, that's a narrative. You see, that's back. a narrative. That's a narrative that he's doing. Yeah. Listen, I'm fine with his. Listen, I'm fine with his narrative. But if you can't even a, a, listen, and this is just me being real, like you feel the way you feel, I'm not here to change how you feel. I just want to know your process of thinking because if you really want to win a championship, your logic don't make. You're making the team worse by your logic. If you can't even answer that question, brother, that's all I'm saying. That's a narrative. I honestly, have Levine and Barrett. On the floor at the same time, I would listen. I, can Barrett listen, shoot the ball? Can Barrett, no, can no, Randall shoot. shoot the ball? Randall can take it in as better than RJ Barrett. I'll tell you that. Is you dumb? I just put up a stat that said Randall was going to the rim less than I don't care what those stats say. Randall's straight up better than RJ. Like, let's just get that out of the way. Wait, hold on. May I say something? Um, Jay, now you don't start it. Oh, to you silly-ass fans, that R.J. Barrett is the second-best player on the Knicks is laughable. To you silly-ass fans who think like Jay, I pray for you. I hope you see God one day. The reason why I pray for you is this new generation of valuing box scores is so ass. We all know in no multiverse, Julius Randle averages 25-11-4 on no professional sports team but the Knicks. With that said, his inflated stats 
don't mean shit to me. Because in the playoffs, his stats match the white man who last played in the 1950s, the Civil Rights era. That's why I call Randall playoff stats the Civil Rights stats. Don't tell me Randall better than RJ. After these playoffs, you Jig, you could have had us two years ago. You could have had us when 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 we did not make the playoffs. Randall was still averaging. Tw- we got a good sample size of Randall in the playoffs. He is not better. Be- Yo, Steve, you got Wu wanting to speak, bro. You got his hand up, man. I like I like Jig's take about Donovan Mitchell. That's the one thing I agree with. I Wait till next year to get Donovan Mitchell. I, I agree with that. Yo, man, people still talking about Donovan Mitchell after RJ Barrett. Out. You you know he's coming here next offseason, right? You gotta have you gotta have space to get him. I don't give a fuck. RJ so Barrett, short, no. Well, what's up, man? So what? It don't no, matter. No, no, no. I, no, I was just no, I was just gonna say like uh, you know, um, presently, you know, presently constructed, you know, how the Knicks are right now. You know, personally, I don't like, I don't like uh, Zach Levine. I don't like Bradley Bill. I think, I think. You know, if we're going to stick with what we got, I think roles need to be defined. I look at our roster as like a, like a, 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 a remember in Memphis, uh, you know, the Grindhouse Grizzlies, right? I feel like if Julius Randle played like, you know, free throw line in and played bully ball, you know, and we just had, you know, Brunson on the perimeter, you know, doing his Mike Conley thing and we had RJ doing his Rudy Gay, you know what I mean? Oh, I, my. I, I, you know what I mean? I, Wolf. No, no, Zach Randall. Zach Randall wasn't the best player on that team. Yo, he, he, you know, he was down there playing bully ball. You know, I don't want Julius holding the ball, but the three point line, you know, surveying the court and shit like that. I want him down there, you know, you know, bodying motherfuckers, bullying. Then him. trade That's for Zach I Levine. Want, I, don't want, I don't want Zach Levine. Zach Levine's trying. So then, if you don't add nobody, Randall's gonna have the ball at the three point line, guys. I say, I say the roles need to be be reassigned. You know what I mean, like. They should, you know, Brunson's the man with the ball. You know, he decides what happens. He gets the ball to Julius in the right spots like Mike Conley did for Zach Randolph. No, you don't you know mean it. Well, no. no, I'm saying he can't. Not, no, I'm saying he should. I'm saying he, he should. should. You know we, I mean? we don't got a, a modern NBA team when we play Julius Thank Randall you. at the we power. Don't have, we don't have a modern that's, NBA that's really, coach. That's really, yeah, well, we put, because, all right, who in the final four play a, a power forward only? How many teams in the playoffs play a guy who only plays power forward? You can't space the floor. So he got to stay at the three-point line. He's forced to be at the three-point line. Credit to him. He's been making it work. He made it work no, last but, year. But, okay, we can him, get rid of Mitchell not, Robinson then. Exactly. We need to get rid of Mitch. Maybe man. get rid of Mitchell no, Robinson well, then. No, center still play inside. Most of the team got inside playing center. So which man, teams that win have shoot. one player on the court that can't shoot? No. The Nuggets have but, hold on, hold on. everybody can shoot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, on the Knicks, you really don't got no shooters. All, all four best players, none of them really can shoot from three. And that's toxic, None of them man. really can shoot from three. Never work. Even Brunson isn't that good from certain spots from three. We don't really got nobody, but that's a whole nother. We can't change everything. I'm just saying that the fact that I, 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 I that's the one outlier. Think, that's the I one outlier. I think Zach that, is the answer. That's just me. But, but no, because they're both going to hog the ball. Because now Julius <laughs> Randle's still going to be at the outside. He's not going to go inside. Zach's just not a, he's not a championship so you think? So you think? I don't think Randall had the ball. Randall would still be like you know roaming around the three point line and shit like that. Yo, the Jay. way the way Zach Levine and DeRozan play, they take turns, and Boosh don't eat. That's the way. That's the yeah, way. Yeah, but not nah, the Chicago. Bulls. The Bulls weren't doing that when Lonzo was there. They did that when he when he went gone. They have no I, point guard. I don't know that. That was like thirty games. Yeah, I'm. But <laughs> they were like twenty three and twelve. <laughs> 
Alonzo yeah, was favorite. there, he was a floor general spread. Yeah, I know. It was nice. But Julius hey, needs bro. to play free throw line in. That's my that's yeah, my Vooch, I agree. Vooch, everybody yeah, yeah, but, Chicago nah. because of the fact that you had a stretch five in Vooch. But, but Alonzo was there, he controlled the whole floor. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. Alonzo, listen, by the same breath, we didn't really get to see that past all star break. We didn't that didn't even make it all star break. No, nope. so we, we, we only got small yeah. sample. Even I, I remember that team, they were nice. All I'm saying, like, Zach Levine, is he better than R.J. Barrett right now? Yes, but they're not the same age. That's why when people want to trade, all right, we get Zach Levine. Is anybody Levine scared of the Knicks? He does not. He you makes think the, the Chicago Bulls like, oh, we got to worry about the Knicks now? Yes. After, in my, in my opinion, yeah. No, no. No. Because no. wait, because with Boston. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because about... hold on, hold on. with Boston, you could rely on one of Tatum. Or Brown to stink it up at least three games of the series. I don't think Boston is really like that, bro, with Tatum and Brown, bro. Oh, no, I, I didn't say our opinion. But I Boston, about Boston go, also go has a guy. Going Jason Tatum and, and Brown head, you think they're scared after that? You think the Miami Heat, you think it's, oh, the boy traded RJ Barrett for Zach Levine. <laughs> I think the NBA, that. the way the NBA is, I don't think there's anybody the Knicks could get to where the whole league's like, oh, shit, we got to worry about the Knicks. But, like, it gives you a puncher's chance. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I agree. I agree. And I don't really think you got a puncher's Like, you got a puncher's chance. Like, I don't know. It's not like Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson. So, so if we traded for Zach Levine, like, what would we be left with as far as, like, contract? Like, what would we have? Yo, yo, woo, woo. That's the... I like that question. Jay, can you explain to people your star five Zach Levine, please? Oh What's his what, No, I'm good, bro. Yo, Wu, you want to say something, bro? Nah, nah, nah. Yo, you not good, my G. If you're not going to answer my fucking question, I'll kick you out the space. Now, answer my fucking question. Stop trying to dictate what you want to answer and what you're going to ask. You in my crib. You ain't in a Charlotte space. You ain't in a smooth space. You ain't in a rail space. You ain't in a VSN space or Sean space, company manning. You ain't in none of those spaces. You in state space. Now, it's my fucking question, bro. Who is your starting five with Zach Levine so we can all laugh at you? Now, go ahead. What's wrong with you? What? Go ahead. Jig, go. Matter of fact, I speak for Jig. Why, why, why talk to the young guy like that, though? He has his own. Bro, he's just fucking wrong. around, yo. Just He's just fucking around. You just got to ignore the nigga, man. Jig, do you want Zach Levine? Sorry, I don't know. I keep getting he kicked does. out of space. Holly, please. Bro, Let I him. want the Knicks to get better. If you think All right, I'm so name for wanting the Knicks to get better. Yo, name your starting five. You, you're doing too much now. Name your fucking starting five with Zach Levine. Go ahead. Name your star five, Jig, before I name the star five, so we can laugh at your take. Giannis, Jokic. Um... No, no, woo, 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 no troll. Oh, you gave me the thumbs up? All right, so I'm going to name your stupid-ass star five, and the reason why your stupid-ass Zach Levine take is fucking stupid. So my backcourt is Jalen Brunson and Zach Levine. <laughs> Imagine those two guarding the pick-and-roll. <laughs> Light-skinned and shit, Ew. <laughs> So that's your backcourt. Who's your starting three, Jake? Did you think about a starting three after you made this trade? So your starting three is Quentin Delakina. <laughs> oh, he's talking. He's talking about trading Levine, like RJ for Levine. You trade RJ. You so the oh. Bulls would ask for RJ quickly, and I think they would want Mitch and probably like two or three first round picks. So we're oh, putting. I don't, I don't even like RJ and I wouldn't. They wouldn't take Mitch. They're resigning Vucevic. They, all they right, all right. So, so let's make let's make this trade. Let's make this starting five sound. 
So the starting <laughs> five will answer for Jig because it actually makes sense if you do trade for Zach Levine in the starting lineup. It actually still, no. you can still have you can still have a manageable starting lineup. I'm just gonna so say name do the I support the Zach Levine trade? No, before you throw spears at my head. Wait, whoa, what do you want to do this offseason, bro? No, I didn't, I didn't give a fuck about what we'll want to do this offseason. I asked you to start in five for Zach Levine. Hey, Which faces y'all think y'all in? Doing my shit. Now answer the question. Before That's I finish saying your That's why I said I thought we was homies, but it's all good. Bro, we homies, but I actually jig a question. Now you're starting back court. Leave that man alone. Let's move on. We'll, we'll, you would have. Can I... my friend. You go. I'm you in go. Your career. I'm in your yo, career yo, you saying go. leave that man alone. Let's move on. Would you come in my house? And turn on my PS5 before you ask. Yeah, I got my, I got my shoes on in your house. I'm saying. Well, then, you, well then, you need to shut up real quick, right? So you're starting can back. I you start, can I can I give you the starting? It would be Jalen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Charlotte. Can somebody give me the starting five, please, Charlotte? Charlotte, go ahead, because Jig don't want to answer me. The the starting five would be Jalen Brunson, Quentin Grimes, Zach Levine, <laughs> Julius Randall, Mitchell Robinson. Stop right That's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> But, uh, you guys asked for the starting lineup. Is that yeah. You guys asked for the starting lineup. That shit is gross as fuck. What? Look, you got you got you run Zach with with Grimes and Brunson, yeah, and then and you got Julius games. and Mitch. Still, you still got your backcourt of uh, Julius and Mitch. Yeah, Yo, Julius the, and Zach. And you would give away. Tip. You'd give away the Milwaukee pick, which is top four. And, and then you'd give you'd give. Dallas, the t- the the lottery protected pick, which probably will convert next year, and then you give the Detroit pick, right? Man, is that everyone following? Is the, the we haven't given away any of our own picks yet? I just want to clear. What's Zach Levine's contract again? He's making better than sixty three million dollar player option for Cat. He's making yeah, million. Hold on, he's making forty six million dollars. But Who's... it doesn't matter with the new CBA. You know, Brunson's about to be making forty something mil in two years, bro. All right, so you're starting. We don't have to wait, worry wait, about that wait, for another wait, three years. Listen, but... listen to y'all stupid fucking logic and team building. This is why I host these spaces to get you y'all understand the stupid shit that y'all be saying. So your starting five is Jalen Brunson, Zach Levine, Quentin Grimes, Julius Randle, and Thomason. Contender. <laughs> That's your light. That's your light skin. Wait, Jake, do you agree with me? Contender. Five with Zach, Jake. Yo, Jake. Jake, you dumb as hell, yo. You dumb as hell, yo. I think he's trolling by saying contender. Hell, yo. I, I don't even like... Matter of fact, you make me... I'm going on break. I got to smoke. You dumb as hell, Jig. If that, I don't even want to hear him talk no more. I need to hear basketball talk. D, I don't, I don't want to hear you no more, Jig. I'm good on the conversation. You don't want to talk basketball today. I'm good. Your starting five, once again, is Quentin Grimes, fucking Zach Levine, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Rob. That is one of the dumbest starting fives I've ever heard. I would never go on the road. And tell clarification, that was actually my starting five. Was that that's a dumb ass That was Charlotte. That, that was, was me, Charlotte. but that's okay. Disgusting. That's okay, you can call it disgusting. Deej is another supporter for Zach Levine, so just saying. Well, not saying Deesh, he's supporting. Yo, Deej, you want to hop in, bro? Jake, who's your starting five with Zach Levine? Because that's a reasonable... All right, yo, all right, all right. If, if I say it, state, will, will you just move on, bro? I'll say it if you just... Go. Just say it already. We would have been done right. already. Rip the Band-Aid off. Okay. Drum roll, please. I don't need drum roll. Three up. Brunson, Zach, 
RJ, Randall, Mitch. You can't Ew. keep RJ and Randall in the exact same You can't keep both. Oh yes, God. I can. How? What the hell are you on? 2K. Bro, this isn't 2K. We can't just outschool the Bulls by not giving them... There's only there's only, there's only, only one way you can... For, you have to give yes. away one in a Zach Levine trade. I think there's only one way that. that there's only one way that can happen. The only way that it can happen is if you trade all the kids. So by RJ. Yo, with that. I'm said, saying, Jake, do you understand that Julius or RJ has to go in a trade with Zach Levine? No, nah, I'm honestly just saying whatever so we can move on because uh, okay. yeah, it, okay. it's looking well, like I'll jerk be, and jig is is, is pop- Okay, uh, shut up! I don't want to hear Jake voice no more. I asked for D to speak about <laughs> two weeks ago, and we still asking. Jay questions. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to talk ball with him no more. I'm good with him. D, what's up, D? Because I, I'm done. I'm done with you. I love you. What's up, Shirk and Jig? Yo, 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 yo! Step in my shit. D, now you getting annoying, right? I didn't smoke yet. I don't want to hear that shit right now. Go ahead, D. What's up, hey, bro? Stay, you, hey, hold on, stay. You got a you got a blunt rolled up yet? Nah, not yet. Okay, I was going to say, I'm about to light my shit. All right, hold on. But what's, what's, up? Up, though? what's, what's up, though? What's up, D? What's up, bro? Uh, peace and love to everybody in the room. Um, going to start off this conversation by saying, State, I told you last night to get off Twitter. And what are you doing for three hours on Twitter today, bro? It's a private conversation between you and me. What I tell you, bro? First of all, you read read the message. I did not host the space myself. Mm-hmm. Within the past six, seven days, I did not host no space of my own. This is the last space I'm hosting, and this is the last time I'm going to be on spaces until the NBA draft night. Y'all not seeing me on this app after this. Once I close this shit out and go smoke, I'm done with y'all for a couple of days. Good job. Good job. Good job. I'm proud oh, of you. Go ahead, though. What's up? Proud you. No, nothing. We're gonna move on from that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Listen. Shout out to Jig. You, there's no fucking way on any fucking parallel universe you're getting Zach Levine and keeping RJ and Randall. It's just not happening. It's just not happening. So let's move on. Y'all know where I stand with this Levine Unless thing. You and, trade. No, <laughs> and I know I do not want Levine, so I'm not gonna get into that. But like, it don't really matter. To be honest with you, like the to me personally, we could sit here and bicker. Like how we about to do, like how y'all was doing for like the last hour while I was listening, don't really matter, bro. As soon as somebody becomes available, they go to trade for, because you got you got reports coming out of everybody else trading for stars. So Knicks are always gonna be in the back pedal regardless. If they keep the same core, you talk. You, you, there's teams talking about trading for Dame. If if you keep the same the same core, there's teams talking about trading for the same players that we don't want to trade for. So it's either you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So I'm not in here to really warp people's minds about what they should do or what I want them to do because I think that that flag is already like that flag is long gone. So it don't even really matter. Yeah. The, but but what I will say to keep it on topic for you, state. Mm-hmm. Hell no to Bill. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. Hell no. Hell no to Bill because. For I'm people that are saying Levine doesn't play defense and Levine is always hurt, which again is is actually blasphemous, but you know we going by the last year, Beal is always hurt. Like I'm talking like since always. Eastern Conference, like Easter Conference Finals with John Wall hurt. Like he's always hurt. 
So no thank you, Alan Hahn. No thank you to the Washington Wizards. Go send the Washington Wizards to the Portland Trailblazers, and we good. Don't do business for Bill. Bill for RJ don't even make no fucking sense because then you got six one six three six four like that. Who's playing small forward? And with the floor spacing, because they're so goddamn small, you can still play zone against them. So like, nah, man, no to Bill. Y'all know how I feel about Levine. RJ will be the sacrificial lamb, and hopefully, hopefully, it's not RJ, but it has to be one or the other. How but do you no, feel no about Levine? Bill. How do you feel about Levine? He's he's part of the efficiency club, and they flirted with last year with the Donovan Mitchell. He's in that same little box that they were flirting with Donovan Mitchell. There's a few players in that box. It's Donovan Mitchell, it's Zach Levine, it's Jason Tatum, it's Luka Dantich. So they are going for pull-up efficiency. That's who they're looking to pair up Brunson with. Because when Brunson was with Luka Dantich, they went to a Western Conference Finals, regardless of whoever else was on the floor. Smoke the Suns. So... They're looking for somebody that's efficient and can play either the two or the three. And yep. it's gonna it's gonna cost a sacrifice. But the whole part the whole point I'm trying to say, State, and I'm gonna shut up because I'm really not trying to talk Knicks. Then we got <laughs> nine days into the draft. You're gonna see this entire league change. Like you're gonna see all stars on different teams. So if you're saying like nah run it back, you you I can't be more I can't I can't be more against that than ever before. Like I can't just run it back. Because if you run it back and you and and like God forbid, because it already came out already that the Miami Heat are gonna be aggressive for star players. God forbid they fuck Damn. around and get a Fred Van Fleet or Damian Lillard or any of these other guys that about and you're not gonna beat them if you just quote unquote run it back. So I'm not I'm not with the Zach Levine fully, but I understand it. Hell no to Beal. Send him out west. But they gotta do something. We can't just be sitting here talking about running back. They are the they're one of the worst efficient teams in basketball in the last four years. Absolutely. Run it back. And I think, yeah, yo, D, I keep telling Nick fans. If you're running it back, you need a floor spacer in that starting five. And I can't I can't go to war with RJ Brando and Mitch not spacing the floor and not shooting efficiently. Like, I can't do that. It's I don't want to settle. I don't want to settle for Levine and Bill, though. You know what I mean? I'm willing to wait another year. No player is perfect, and you're not going to get anybody that's top three. Because people okay, already say no to Jojo. If we get Levina Bill, you know, do you feel like we're going to win a chip? No, I don't no. feel like that. You're not winning a chip. Listen. Listen. You're not winning a fucking chip. I need Nick fans to get get it, get, get it together with the real list. You're not I'm winning on, a chip. I'm, I'm a 43-year-old man. Not, I want no a matter chip. what they do, well, no matter what they do, no matter who they bring in, they're not winning a chip next year. We need they're, a fucking chip. They're not doing it. So if you if you want to go to positive Twitter and hear all that, they can there. win a chip if you ask Charles Oakley. There's no, there's no such thing as positive Twitter. But but what's our what's our means to like getting there? There is no means right there's now. No right now they they star chasing. Like we just gotta accept it. Like you in denial probably... if you you in denial if you still think that they go to build with the draft. They got no draft. No 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 year. no. I'm not in denial. Like, no no. I'm talking I in gen- I'm, I'm in talking in general. Wool. Like I'm not I'm talking in general. They're not build blocking. Yeah, I They're think we're in denial if we think we can just sign one guy and make that one trade and just win a chip too. They're not. You know they're I mean? not. They're not trying to win a chip. They're star chasing. Yo, can I say something real quick? It's like it's like we're flip flopping. Like one minute we're like, one minute catcher saying, "Hey, running back, 
The next minute, Cats are saying, no, don't run it back because of the other teams that's going to get stars. Then we're like, oh, no. I've been real consistent. This. I've been real on, consistent. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Fuck, that's the problem, too. Nobody want to fucking listen. Everybody <laughs> keeps saying different shit. Like, <laughs> one minute we're fucking star chasing. The next minute we want to fucking run it back. The next right. minute we want to build through the fucking draft. Like Twitter, Billy. Knicks fans. Like, you gotta, you gotta understand it. Like, you gotta understand it. Hold the fuck on. One guy puts a fucking idea out there. He got a dumbass idea. Another guy got some fucking put some other. Like, what the fuck do Knicks fans want? They don't. We know. don't. We can't agree. They, they don't know. Nick's Twitter will never agree. You can That's put out a trade right now. Fans fans not about it's model. not about agree. You cannot agree. Like, damn, Nobody will agree on line. here. Yeah. It, we want a contender, you know. Like we want a contender. Up, we were contending every year. We yeah, always but getting to be a, a contender, shot. no one will agree. The moves that to get to a contender absolutely, level, absolutely. no one will agree. Yeah, you that's the point. Put out a trade and say Julius Randle for LeBron James, okay? And people would still find a way to disagree or. Agree and and none Billy. of us know. And and the thing is, none of us knows when we pretend like we do. But here's the thing, though. Like, that's we what have I'm no to say fucking it. direction in the front but, office or as fans. Like, we but that's, don't know what the fuck is going. We have that's no my whole. Thing. That's my whole point, Billy. Like, that's where that's where I've been on all summer. I'm not talking about what I want no more. I'm talking about what they've what what they planning to do. We we can't we don't we can't spend any more time arguing amongst ourselves about what we want. Because if we wanted what we wanted, they would have did it. Like they they haven't been doing anything that we actually. Or 100% wanted. The thing but, is, they if they did what we wanted, we'd be still more fucking confused because nobody know what the that's fuck a, we That's is. a fact. That's you know what I'm fact. saying? Like, that's why I don't really talk about what I want. We're fucking eight days from the fucking draft. We don't even have a fucking GM that we let go <laughs> three weeks ago. That's why I don't you know talk about that. Because I think it's kind of like a collective thing. I think the reason they haven't named a GM is because I think it's collective from Rosas to... Anyone else in the World Wide West? Anyone in the What is Leon West? Rose's position? He's, he's a, a fucking president. Agent. He's a fucking agent. At the end yeah, of the day, is, that's all he is. He's not an agent. He's a GM the whole time. What is he doing? Well, the, the point the point that I was making is like it don't really matter to be arguing amongst ourselves. They're gonna do what they're gonna do, it, and, and and it's dumb. And, like but, obviously, the whole point of state space is that it's dumb. But that ship is already sailed. So it's either you get on the ship. And you go into the in, into the waters with it, or you don't. But they gotta they gotta do something because that starting five is they cannot run it back with that starting Absolutely five. May I, may I say one thing and just mow my blunt, leave y'all the fuck alone, bro? Hurry I'm, up! I, I, oh, I'm sober, bro. You blow on. I've been trying to. Man, man, this, man, man, man. I'm man. I'm drunk as fuck too. To be that's honest a, with you, but so I don't. I, I'm good because I'm too sober for that. I'm good, Wolf. Um, with that said, you know. I appreciate you. I'm sorry, Will. I'm I'm sober. You sauce. I don't want to hear that shit no more. No wonder you've been asking these silly ass questions and prolonging me ending this shit. I don't want to hear about none of that shit. D just broke it down to you. D just literally broke it down for y'all. This is why I said I'll come on the app and say trade Randall, but then I understand like, yo, the Knicks probably want to build with this dude. Okay, how can I make Randall better basketball player? Go get me my extra pick and Porzingis, and I will shut the fuck up. MSG politics is undefeated. Y'all act like we don't know these things. Randall, I just gave y'all the stat. He's shooting 22% from zero to three feet. On the Lakers, it was up in the 40s. Mitchell Robinson is clogging the paint. RJ has no space. He can't shoot. Why the fuck you got him spotting up shooting threes? Y'all could be on this app the next few days. 
Y'all have fun. I will not be entering no spaces for the next couple of days. I'm going to keep my peace of mind. Y'all go follow me. Get the new merch that's coming out. I'm going to make sure we get the 3M on as soon as possible. I have extra hoodies for people. Charlotte, just I put yours to the side. Just make sure you get your get the fun. Just make sure you good. Right? Whoever else want a piece of uh, uh, clothing, hit me up. DM me. I got everything you need. I got a fire Tibbs and fire uh, the Trey Randall shirt coming from my boy Jay. I should get some Julius Randall merch out there. I should. <laughs> I should put Julius Randall and Bernard King on the same shirt. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. I'm taking my soul bass outside, man. I'm going to holler at y'all, man. It's your boy, State. Another beautiful pod today. I'm taking a break. Do not at me unless you want some clothes. Do not DM me. Talk no basketball unless you want some clothes or you want me to join your podcast to record for a day. Don't at me about Twitter spaces. I am not joining your Twitter spaces. Don't at me about that either. Leave me alone. The Knicks never let me have peace. I can never have a peace of mind with this team. I want my peace of mind for the next few days. Okay? Y'all have a blessed evening. Dip, smooth, Charlotte. I love all you got. Billy, Woo, Rob. Woo, you sauce. I'm good on you right now. Right? Jig, I love you, Jig. You is not coming back up here to piss me off. Because Jig is the reason why I'm extra sober now. I was high off life before he started. So I, I can't deal with Jig. I'm not dealing with hey, Jig reminds me of my little brother. My little brother, he, I love my little brother to death. He always say some stupid shit to piss me off randomly, too. Yo, bro, can I hold $15? Why? So you could get a dime of weed? Just ask me for some money for some weed. You don't got a lot of me. I know you don't want food, Negro. You want to smoke. So, you know, I'm done. Um, woo, indeed. Hey, hey Spade, but before you end, I just want to say one last thing because there's people already messaging about the Dame thing to Miami. And then you can shut it down after this because I obviously I brought his name up. Technically, Miami can get him because Duncan Robinson makes 100, Tyler Hero makes 100. They got all their picks and they got Jokic, who they didn't even play this year. So technically, they could. Yeah. Technically, they could. Just want to throw that out there. I agree with that. Um, that's the reason why I said myself that I could see Damian Lillard in Miami. And I don't know if the Knicks think Quint. So, D, basketball-wise, right? And I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going to leave y'all with this. Damian, hey, I want to ask one question before bro, you I said, Bro, I'm good. I told you the first time. Now, listen to this, what I'm about to say to y'all. And then I'm out of here. Man. Let's trade RJ and all them kids. RJ quickly, Mitch and all those kids. No, not matter of fact, we'll keep Mitch. Let's trade all of them for Zach Levine, right? Get this. Now, think of this, right? Y'all seen what every Spolstra did to Tibbs this year. Can you imagine Quentin Grimes, Zach Levine, and RJ Barrett trying to stop a Jimmy Butler, Damian Lillard-led Miami offense? Just think about it real quick. Let it let that stupid shit sink in. (laughs) 
Imagine Grimes trying to try to stop, <laughs> trying to stop Dame, <laughs> and then Dame put Brunson and Levine in consistent pick and rolls. You know Randall ain't defending the rim. We're fucked. I'm out of here, man. Y'all have a blessed evening, man. Snot, you came up here too late, man. You've been up here for three, four hours, brother. Appreciate all y'all, though, man. Peace and blessings, man. Love all y'all. Love Nick fans. I'm taking a break, man. Peace out.